Okay. Welcome to the Openly Related To podcast. Today is a fucking difficult episode. Me and Ronan are pretty much locked. Cause that's I'm speak for yourself. I'm fine. That is the only way. Well, I'm that's the only way I'm fucking able to get through this shit. Anyway, I'd like to give a bit of a trigger warning before I start this episode. And um, in the little four episodes that we've done, we usually don't do this. But I think for this particular subject, it is extremely necessary, just because of the sheer amount of people that this affects. And I don't want to upset anyone unnecessarily who might be coming here for a bit of crack. Cause today we're not really gonna have to crack. We're, we're gonna try have our own banter but this isn't fucking funny so this is a serious episode. this is fucking serious and um i hope no one was expecting this to be pure this is an entertainment podcast mm. but it's not a comedy podcast because we're really not that funny like i speak for yourself <laughs> once again uh being drunk brings out the honest in me so i'm not being bad but we're actually not that funny anyway if, if this is going to be the theme for the episode, I'm going to be very upset by the end of it. This basically this entire episode is me just insulting Ronan. So if you don't like that, um, no. Um, but we are going to talk about something quite serious. And I suppose one of the ways I deal with that is making awkwardly timed jokes. But I can't really do that for this one because this is fucking awful. So what we're talking about is sexual violence in a digital age, specifically image-based abuse and some other forms of that as well which we'll get into but if you're upset or triggered by any of this i really recommend you don't listen to this episode right now maybe when you're in a better headspace and you're a little bit stronger and you feel like you can listen to this episode i really do recommend it because i think it's going to be very educational and very important for the debates that's going on in our society right now but like i said if you're not feeling comfortable with this situation and it's brought up any sort of bad memories with you right now i recommend you just take some time away from the internet away from podcasts away from anything that's gonna just bring this up without a warning and you just go take some tlc time relax take a nice bath or a shower light some candles if you have any and just listen to some music and just escape from what's going on because this is not something you need right now probably in your life with all the stresses that are going on this is just adding to it. So um, on that, I'd probably like to start off with just some numbers as well. If there is anyone listening to this who one has either gone through this in the past or is currently going through it with the leaks that have gone on, there is some support out there. First of all, like I think myself and Ronan included, like if there's anyone we know that wants to talk to us as like just oh, a yeah. friendly face or someone you know from in and around Dublin, Meath or just in Ireland, we're... 100% there you can like contact us on any kind of social media that you can find us on the openly related to Instagram page specifically or if you can find our own personal pages um I'm at Kiranova and Ronan is uh the artist formerly known as Robus it's a good one um you can reach out to us and we're very very friendly and we are totally I've been told to I give good advice yeah and we're totally willing to talk about this me specifically Kira's the expert um I've spent the last three to four years researching this from both a sociological and a legal perspective. You wrote your thesis on it. I've wrote two theses on it. Sorry, you've written two theses Get your facts it. straight. No, well, um, I, no I was, like, you didn't mention the fact <laughs> you'd written your thesis about it. I was like, drop that bomb. But no. you've written two um, theses about it. I did a final year thesis and a master's thesis on this issue specifically. So I wouldn't like say I'm a self-proclaimed expert, but I know enough about it to be able to support anyone who wants to talk about this. Um, but if 
if you want to reach out to someone else, Women's Aid, they have a 24-hour helpline. So they are at 1-800-341-900. The Dublin Rape Crisis Centre are at 1800-778-888. Men's Aid specifically are at 01554-3811. Samaritans have a free to call number, which I think it might be for Dublin only. Um, but they're 116123 the victims alliance are a new organization who you can find on twitter who they have an email and they're they're the one of the groups that were heavily involved in the most recent irish circumstance of this case so they would definitely be ones to reach out to um specifically megan sims um on twitter as at megan j renee huge influence on this issue and i really think anyone especially only fan sex workers who are going through this contact Megan she is absolutely amazing is doing great work on this if you're under the age of 18 and you're experiencing this um form of abuse uh I would advise one talk to your parents or an adult you can trust but also if you want the image taken down immediately hotline.ie they're at 353-129-45280 contact them they are a dedicated team of workers who will make sure that your image is taken down and they will work with local enforcement but also social media and internet service providers to make sure that your image is removed from the internet on top of that you'll also find some support with some social media providers um specifically google they have a takedown service uh, because of the eu we are part of the EU and the right to erasure slash the right to be forgotten exists in EU law. So you have the right to have certain instances or images or mentionings of you online removed on Google search. Um, some websites like Facebook, Reddit, Discord, uh, Instagram, they have their own policies which and procedures which you'll have to go through. Um, some can be quite slow, but again, reach out to any of these services. They should be able to help you remove that image or at least get some sort of help removing that image with those methods if not you do have other options like civil uh, routes as well unfortunately in Ireland right now there is no criminal routes other than a couple of acts like the non-fatal offences against the person act and some data protection laws but that is what we're kind of going to talk about as well today uh, and, and why that's a major issue and needs to be fixed but there is some help out there it's not enough but there is some out there so um that's what we just kind of wanted to start with today before we really dive into this topic and yeah that's that's a big mouthful i, I feel like i did that on one breath it sounded like <laughs> in hell i just thought it was very important to kind of get those out there i know those numbers we, we thought it was around. very important sorry kira came up with the idea but i agreed with it I'm i also i didn't agree with putting the putting the men's help in there but i mean support i've never heard well. of men's aid like I'm actually, nor have I, to be honest, which is probably uh, fairly... That's probably not a good thing. explanatory But, <laughs> I mean, Women's Aid and Dublin Rape Crisis Centre, like, they won't turn away any men who have been experiencing this, in mm. my knowledge. So, you know... Sorry, I'm like getting very like edgy on that's, the mic. Yeah, that's why I said you should. I thought you were out. like giving me like a, a wave of encouragement. I, w- <laughs> I was, but I was also saying like because oh. I knew you were gonna get into this. I'm so getting that really. Was why, that was why I said sit where you think yeah. you're gonna sit for apologies, most of the podcast. Apologies, apologies to anyone we're, who's we're had doing, their ears blown off by me. We're doing in our, the past few that, seconds. No, that's not. I mean, it was relevant information, so it, it's important that people heard mm-hmm. it properly. But 
Um, this is our first podcast in a very long time. Well, about three episodes in person. We're sitting on opposite sides of a singular mic. Socially distanced. Socially distanced. But we're using one mic and thus we're, we're on opposite sides of it. That's because the internet, we've had some technological faults. Well, the internet is fucking shit. You can't trust the shit. You can't 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 get the same spontaneity out of the internet that you can in person. It's fine. Like um, I said, we have beers. We have a big box of chocolates because that is the only way. Don't say what they are because we don't want to pay. No, we had an argument earlier with my partner over like what was the best Christmas. You've named Aaron in almost every episode in the first four episodes. So I don't think you need to like stop naming him now. <laughs> Sometimes I call him my partner. I don't know why oh, okay. in work I say that. And then I'm like, hmm, my partner. That's a real nice term. It's cool, isn't it? It's nice? like my bosses yeah. know it's a man or a woman. They don't deserve to know. That's true. Yeah, they yeah. don't deserve that. So going. So yeah, this is. This is, this is obviously very topical. Yeah, so sexual violence in the digital age, that's actually the topic of a book which I'm very fond of by... Are we going to get in trouble for stealing the title of that book? No, I'm sure we can fiddle around with it. I, no, no. I okay. No, because I just didn't want to title the podcast something that was going to get us in trouble. Mm, we, we might come up with a different title, but I think sexual violence in the digital age... Well, we're dealing age, with IBSA. Not just IBSA. Oh, not this, just is, this is the first topic I want to talk about is terminology. Okay. So most of this episode is going to be me Ron learning be like, about things. <laughs> I think that's good. No, though. I know about some stuff though. Don't, Ron is very not, knowledgeable, but I studied sexualities in college. In this topic uh, specifically, this is Kira's. Has this a force to be reckoned with. The only, the only, the, the only, only thing she actually knows about. <laughs> calm your hand. Uh, the only the only information I have the only information I have on this topic is mostly from Kira. So as a result, she's the mm. she's the knowledge on this one. So it's the title of a brilliant book. Oh, was that for the schedule as well? Yeah, oh, kind of a cool. rough draft. Okay, sorry, I didn't realize we'll cut that, that out. That I, no, I I think it's funnier to put it this end. I didn't realize that Kira's cheat sheet was also the the schedule. I pre-read it and it was very informative, but I didn't realize it was also meant to be the schedule. I just thought it'd be a good kind of, and then after that we can do what you wanted to. I th- oh no not what i wanted well. no 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 like that that that's almost mm. the whole episode there well, could, yeah i mean with this topic you could actually like i mean i wrote two fucking theses on this but I, honestly i feel like theses. i could write i'm too many bears on my body to like speak properly and i don't know never speak properly sorry fire away terminology though. Ter- <laughs> terminology is an no, important no, moment get, this though because the it the, is the, extremely important the common parallel seems to be um revenge porn Yes. Which is not applicable. Well, yes. Well, like I said, so sexual violence in digital age. I recommend anyone who's interested in this reads this book. It's by two Australian, prof- um, not just professors, sorry, two Australian academics, um, who are Nicola Henry and Anastasia Powell, and there's others involved as well, but I can't remember the name. But those two are the the main writers of this edited collection, and it kind of just analyzes the Australian situation and laws. But I find the book to be a Bible of these like image sharing, but not just image sharing, but other like sexual violences online, you know, you know? Um, so, so some of these can be, you know, uh, like gendered hate speech on like Reddit or something. Like they, okay. they talk about stuff like that. It's not just, Ipsa, like there's other forms of the abuse that can be found. So well, uh, yeah, of course, um, there's. I, 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 it, and it's a whole book, huh? Yeah. 
but um i would recommend that but they summarize you know ipsa to fall under this heading of sexual violence in a digital age because okay. it is a form of sexual violence to talk about so um they fall under that um so the, i find there's two forms there's ipsa and then there's technological facilitated sexual violence so i'll get into that now in a second but um ipsa has a bit of a history the term itself so we all kind of know the revenge porn term mm-hmm. um it's probably the most common one in it's there, com- yeah. very commonly used and that's a, a disclaimer i don't want anyone to feel like one they should be shamed for using the word revenge porn or two i don't think we should be shaming people for using the word revenge porn i've seen on twitter in the last couple of days um megan who has been one of the massive influences in getting this issue publicized on irish media mm. series having a fit um has been like getting abuse off people who clearly don't know what she's been doing yeah. these past couple of years yeah. because she used the word revenge porn in a tweet uh, it's the most accessible word for most people to understand okay, so, so the thing the thing with that though is the people who would preoccupy themselves mm. upon something like that mm-hmm. are either they're either idiots or they're so rem- removed from the issue that that's the only fucking thing that they can issue they can take with it yeah because if you if you're actually impacted by an issue like that you're not going to be like concerned yeah you're gonna be happy people are fucking talking about it yeah like yeah so so yeah no that's i mean i'm not surprised but that is ridiculous yeah like, of that course. is fucking stupid like but of course so um but i i think i think it's the more it's it's I was thinking about this earlier because obviously we talked about this mm-hmm. in terms of like the the I think I said something to do with revenge porn. You were like, it's not revenge porn. It's <laughs> I did the same abuse. thing to you that your woman did to Megan. Yeah, you did. But in fair now, in <laughs> fairness though, in fairness, like what that did then, and it was funny then because when we were talking about planning for this fucking episode, you went, oh, we're gonna do a load of the RP stuff, and in my mind, RP stands for role play. So oh I was like, God, I was like, bro. and I was like, RP question. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and then you went revenge porn. And I was like, oh, I thought I thought it was supposed to be called image based sexual abuse. That yeah. I was like more woke than you were in that moment. We will you, have an episode on role play soon because I have my own experience on that, which I'm now getting traumatized <laughs> by. But um, yeah. So there's a history to uh, the word revenge porn. I don't really know when the term first arose and I, i'm not going to try to state that but um two of the biggest influences on getting the ibsa image-based sexual abuse term mm. i've seen some people use image-based abuse but i'll get on to why i don't use that in a few minutes is professor yeah. claire mcglynn and erica rackley who are two professors from the uk professor claire mcglynn is just amazing she is from durham university most of the stuff that oh you sent me was written fucking or, or, legend yeah. she's an expert in like law but specifically like law on porn and stuff and like okay. that was what her basis was and she used to do a lot of work on like sexual violence and stuff she was one of the first academics to actually write about this and she's just amazing so a quote from her and eric rackley in one of these reports is replacing the language of revenge porn with the more accurate and inclusive image-based sexual abuse will be small yet important in challenging the cultural context conductive to high levels of sexual coercion and violence 
Um, so can they kind of talk about like, is it just a name? But like, what's in a name? A name can change in law anyway. The language is so important in legal mm, text. Mm. Words, that's how we describe things. It's, yeah. it's vital. In in a legal, this is the thing I, I think I said in maybe the last episode, something to do with like using certain words for certain groups yeah. and things like that. And like, I do totally agree with that. I think most of the time language is not, it's it's too, it's too idiosympathic yeah. to, to, to be like, oh, he said this thing, he meant this thing. But when it comes to legislation, um, which is, is something I was talking to someone about recently is like, that's one of the most fucked up things is that the, these are private or things that should be private that are being put into the public realm and have to be mm. and have to be legislated. So when you're legislating, the language you use is mm-hmm. so important. So, yeah, in this case, mm-hmm. it, it's very, yeah, I think it's it's, yeah. it's it's relevant. And even in the Irish proposed bill, like they use the language of intimate image. I mean, intimate to me is a very fluffy word. Like intimate. Well, that's too. This is the thing again with legal shit. Is like there, you can't leave a, a language as open to interpretation as the English language mm. with any kind of obtuseness in the phrasing of yeah. the thing, particularly when you're dealing with something as sensitive as Ibsa. Yeah, exactly. So. It, Again, like I said, I, I it, this is going to take a few years for it to catch on. But I do think Ipsit is going to be the term that will take over from revenge porn. And there's yeah. a few reasons for that. So Claire McGlynner correctly described Ipsit as the non-consensual creation and or distribution of private sexual images. Sexual is a key word in there, which we will get back to in a minute. So again, we, we use the word revenge porn which is typically under this IBSA heading because revenge porn is a particular case where a disgruntled ex-partner will share a picture out of revenge. It's an instance of Yeah, IBSA. it's one instance, but as we've seen in the past couple of years, and we will describe some cases, um, mm-hmm. it's not always like that. Um, sometimes you. I'd say you know, I'd go so far as to say that it's rarely like that. Yeah. I mean, the more common instances you have are these cases of things like um, or at least the more endemic mm-hmm. ones in, in, in just from my reading and mm-hmm. from my own kind of ex- like, shall we say, experience um, of like being a man and being around men is and where I'm extrapolating this from is that like a dude will be like, oh, this young one sent me a new check that out. So this is basically the fucking equivalent. I remember when I was younger, at least I don't hang around with men now that I'm older. Because. Um, <laughs> What was that? I was trying to turn my watch on silence. That was your mansplaining alarm. <laughs> um. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Try not to make jokes here, but go on. No, but... The, <laughs> that was the, funny. That was that funny, was wasn't funny. it? Yeah, when it's the... It's that like, was you know. fucking funny. I'm going to do that every time you're mansplaining. The, yeah. <laughs> the, Ronan's not mansplaining. He's just explaining. I know I'm Because he's a human being. Yeah, go on, anyway. No, but the thing about it is, it's like... I think the more endemic and the more common issue is the fucking that element of it where like like yeah. the discord thing of yeah. like or like the UCD 200 thing yeah so like I mean I don't know like growing up in a digital age it's funny like in an age of COVID also we've had the HSE encourage people to have sex virtually but not actually 
provide the resources to do that safely. But that's another thing we can Wait, what? in a minute. So, you know, during COVID, like, the HSC were like, don't meet up with your your partner and have sex. Like, send nudes to each other. Have sex virtually online. I didn't realise they'd sent that. Yeah. But, and this is something that Megan called them out on because that's, she was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. But, like, what happens when that goes wrong? Mm, you don't mm. have any fucking recourse. law yeah, or recourse. Yeah. 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 So, well, there's a thing that it has risen, isn't it? That that was one of the articles I was reading that you sent me. Was the fact that yeah, it's huge amounts. The 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 amount because more and more people are like virtually having sex, whether that be phone sex or sending sexual images. Yeah. And like that's another thing I want to mention before we really dive into the kind of more negative aspects of this is like consensual sexing versus non-consensual imagery. There's a big obviously there's a big difference dearth of difference you know there is and um when i was starting my research like there wasn't uh, a lot apart from claire mcglynn and anastasia powell and nicola henry's work uh, in ireland there was fuck all but like a lot of the work that's why you're gonna do it (laughs) yeah a lot of the work that was done was done on children and nude sending on like underage sexing um you know but like any of the discourses that were written were like very we shouldn't be allowing people to do this not realizing that like young people with smartphones will do this it's they're running easy, to catch yeah, up with the technology it's an it easily like. accessible way of like communication and i would i would go as far to say that sending nudes and enjoying that aspect of like a digital sexuality is a vital component in a modern day relationship for sure. For many people, for sure. not I for mean, everyone. I mean, but... I think, I think, I think that, like, yeah, as I, as, as I said there, sexicals, like they were, they were running to ch- to catch up with, like, they, they were trying to fo- be like, oh, you know, the, 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 and like understand this thing that was still formulating, we're and modulating, down with the kids. And, like, yeah, they. We weren't. know you like to send pics. Yeah, they weren't down with the kids. Bloody fucking yeah. we're like... This is the thing with academics, though. It's always going to be like ten or twenty years behind shit. But I think, yeah, in a modern, as someone who's done like a couple of long distance relationships in particular mm. which are most of the time just trash don't waste your time with them don't say so um, say I've never had a long distance relationship the longest distance I had was Clonmel that's so. in Tipperary no no isn't there a Clonmel up in Mead I don't know Clonmel is in Tipperary or Clonmelon that was oh Clonmel okay never same mind. fucking thing um, but but the the thing about it is, yeah, like there's a there's an element of consensual image sharing, which is just kind of intrinsic to all relationships, but especially long distance relationships. Yeah. Like so, so Huge like amounts. you know, it, it's it's a normal part of it, but the problem with it is then comes in what the the the. I hate to say the word responsibility, but it's just like the decency of mm. the individuals that receive them. I'm not even going to say responsibility. Yeah. I'm going to say the decency because, like, I have, I have. This was that was going to be like a humble brag. I've received plenty of fucking nudes in my time, <laughs> and I've never once felt the compulsion to fucking show my mates yeah. in person, yeah. let alone put them up on a fucking in, uh, Discord thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it hasn't even occurred to me because I'm like. These are in the same way that I wouldn't fucking record myself having sex and show it to other people. Mm. It's like this is between me and the yeah. man or lady that's going. This is going down with, mm-hmm. and 
That's why it's special. Yeah. If it was, if everybody was involved, then it wouldn't be special. Yeah. Unless it was an orgy, obviously that'd be different. But what I'm or saying porno. is, or a porno. Yeah. But if everybody, that was the mustache, maybe say that wasn't it. But, <laughs> Ronan, by the way, is dressed like a porn star right now. And I laughed at that earlier because he's looking very porn star-esque. I'm looking very... Might take a photo of I'm that. looking suave. But, looking um, yeah, you're right. And, like, I mean, that does happen, like, so often. And But it's not just that as well. There's also images being hacked. And mm, remember there mm. was... um oh God, I can't remember the name of the... It was something gate, like celeb gate or something was the term that was coined by the media. And, um... You know, you had Jennifer Lawrence, Lawrence yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I think Selena Gomez, Vanessa Hudge, big stars, like, all had their, like, iCloud hacked. You won from uh, iCarly as well. Yeah, like, you had big, but, like, Miley Cyrus, like, she knew, years before Celebgate happened, Miley Cyrus nearly oh, lost yes, her yes. Hannah Montana role for, like, a, an image that was leaked of her. But you do get emails going around with, like, dodgy links that people will click in. And malware will hack your laptop. And then it will get onto, like, images in your iCloud or your Mac or whatever. Um, so that can happen as well. And mm. what we term when a... Not just a hacker. Like, obviously, it can be a person you know as well. But when anyone tries to blackmail you with an image of yourself to embarrass you, like, if they send it to your boss or they're going to send it to your parents... exploitation. It's sexploitation or sextortion oh, for money. Oh, that was the one. Sorry. Yeah. Fuck. I thought I, I, thought I, no. I was going to be like a good boy there and be like, I know the word. <laughs> no, your place. No. Um. So, yeah, that is another version of this. Distribution is only one element of this, according to McGlynn and Rackley. Creation, which we were talking about as well, is also like... Uh, so, creation is like deep fakes and... Deep fakes, recording intimate moments yeah um, upskirting as upskirting, well forms of voyeurism sextortion and the really toxic one um which i think is just oh it's recording of sexual assaults um yeah that's that's, that's a big big problem for our our society right now because many rapists have access to that technology so easily at the touch of their fingertips yeah of course and it's so easy for them to do that and then they're perpetuating the harm to the victim then it's like reliving the trauma yeah and and, well i mean the thing about it is is you know for a fact that like if there's a fucking if there's a whole internet community based around you know the the theories about the fucking movie primer then there's going to be some fucked up community of people who are like, yeah, I raped this girl and I put it on the internet kind of a thing. Mm. Like that is like, and this is the thing is like, we, I think we were talking about this earlier. It was the mm. cultural thing. It's like, yeah. you know, it's, 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 you can't stop these fucked up individuals, but what you can do is fucking call it out in your mates before it becomes that. Yeah. So McGlynn and Rackley, um, they also say that like, they believe their term covers threatening aspect to share images um which is a huge part of like abusive relationships as well mm. um and that's why they suggested a couple of years ago that it was time for this new term terminology and there's a couple of, and this is the interesting thing about it there's a couple of instances in that where they're talking about the use of mm-hmm. this in abusive relationships rather than in other cases mm-hmm. sorry continue but nicola henry and anastasia pell they point another term which is the technological facilitated sexual violence which they believe the recording of rape images really falls under that definitely but they also believe that when you share an image so you have instances of say 
there was a website called isanyoneup.com mm-hmm. years ago it's been taken down and the guy who started it it was a it was a image based abuse slash revenge porn website yeah um he started he was getting like lots of money from this website so there was an economic element for him yeah and a motivation to keep the website running obviously because yeah. he's making money so he would get guys to like upload or not just guys like there was plenty of images of guys uploaded on this website as well but you get like disgruntled partners or you know vengeful ex-friends or whatever mm-hmm. anyone mm-hmm. just had a vendetta against someone to upload an image so say i'd upload your image ron and i'd be like ron and bartley age whatever i won't give your age out in case someone tries to hack your bank account um <laughs> age whatever um address that blah 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 county mead um you know like i'd give all your details your phone number whatever i could and like a lot of people would get people showing up at their house being like i'm gonna rape you now that's like that's why like like people would show up at your house being like yeah i'm gonna gonna rape you well uh, if you're gonna put someone's fucking address out on the internet obviously some bad shit is gonna happen yeah there was people being followed to their workplace like like that's people were followed home. People like, would have. Or not even a bad idea. That's clearly an immoral idea. Yeah, and it was, was genuinely just to just... hurt the other person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like. So I mean, that's where technology can facilitate sexual violence because if you have people who are willing to sexually assault you showing up at your door, technology has facilitated that. Mm, mm. So that's another term that's also been thrown around. You'll probably hear that it's 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 a bit rarer. I think it's used a bit more in Australia, but we might hear that more now that this is being talked about um in ireland so yeah but i do think the ipsa term like really does capture the nature and the harms of of any non-consensual creation and distribution and like it's just it's a perfect term because yeah the i was problem, gonna say personally i think ipsa is, is the a, problem with revenge porn is one it's not always revenge no and two it's certainly not porn and I think the case of Dara Quigley, uh, this is something I really talked about in my thesis. I think the case of Dara Quigley, like may she rest in peace, really highlights. And, and dedicated her thesis to. <sighs> yes, Dara. Uh, Lest we forget. Anyone wants to read some of her work, she had a lot of interesting pieces online. You can Google her um, work. She was. She was. I, I'll get more onto her now in a minute and, and dedicate a bit of this to her, but she was definitely a, a diamond that we shouldn't have lost. But yeah, Dara's case really does highlight that it's not revenge. And the problem with specifying within our legislation the word revenge porn is that cases like Dara's wouldn't be covered by legislation. And that's the thing for me that hammers home um, as to why we and need so, And so many nuanced Yeah, I mean, the case. Just wouldn't cover. Yeah, the cases that happen to the day, they wouldn't be covered either. But we will get onto that when we get into a little bit more of a legal analysis. So. Yeah, so they're kind of the stuff um, in terms. The only other term I really want to kind of talk about, which I think needs a bit of attention on this issue is, especially for future court cases, is what I like to call digital histories. Um, so in sexual harassment slash sexual violence slash even rape trials, we see a lot of um, women's history being used against them and uh, 
as we saw more recently in the last couple of years was obviously the case the rape trial down in Cork was it where the woman's underwear was held up and used against her I thought it was in Belfast no that Belfast was the rugby rape trial oh right oh sorry yes there's so many of these situations that I just you can't it's hard help, to keep track. You can't help but blend them all into yeah. one. Yeah. Because that's how well, shitty the fucking yeah. legal system is. So when that woman's underwear was used against her, that was obviously highlighting how her history and her choices were used against her. My fear now with IPSA cases, if they, we really do ramp them up in court, is that women's digital histories will be used against them. Specifically, obviously, girls who do OnlyFans. Are p- that's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, that's where the pitfall comes in. But not like- just that. Also, I can see a courtroom situation where, you know, I might put a, a low-cut top uh, on and I oh, might for take sure. a photo of myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and they're like, um, Miss Kira on the 18th of, <laughs> I'll give my second name on the 18th of November like you gave 20, your first name on the first episode I, know, I don't know what's wrong with me um, 2018 you you know you posted this photo of yourself oh for sure and and some... you clearly don't mind people looking at your boobs so why would you mind uh, X sharing this image of you yeah and, and the problem with that is your digital history is being used against you because I consented to that specific incident of well, this my is, image. Yeah, this is where the issue of, of consent mm-hmm. needs to be. It's a difficult thing to define, but it's 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 where what we were talking about earlier with the cultural and legislative mm-hmm. thing is you can't legislate something up until it becomes uh, prevalent within mm-hmm. the culture, but you also can't make something prevalent within the culture yeah. until you legislate it. Mm-hmm. So you have to get that balance in place. And I think in this particular instance, something like consent needs to be at least vaguely yeah, put into some kind of legislature because, mm-hmm. and also given the understanding of, 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 like it made to be understood by people because yeah. this is the other thing is that I don't think that the even the basic concept of consent is particularly clear to a lot of people of of, of I don't know what it's like now in school but we were never taught about consent mm-hmm. or or anything along those lines and I don't know you know if yeah it's not it's just not the conversation that's had well what I found so my th- my first dissertation, I analysed every single Oroctus debate that was made on the topic of IPSA and specifically the Harassment, Harmful Communications and Related Offences Bill 2017. And what I found, while well, I didn't go down this route because it was, I was doing a bit of a different topic, but I did notice that the definition and understanding of consent was extremely vague and varied amongst legislators. Okay. And I don't think it was fully understood that I may send you around an, a consensual image mm. and it stays between us. And I've consented to that image between A and B. Yeah, to be sure. yeah, but yeah. I but I have not, not consented go for A, B. Yeah, yeah. A, sorry, I've not consented for B to send it to C, D, yeah, E, F, G, yeah. H, A, L, L, O, fucking P. You know, and I don't think that's understood amongst that, the dolls. That, that, the, the strange thing about that is surely, like, like maybe this is the reason for, for the need for greater consent uh, education. Yeah. Because, like, 
at least in my mind, it's like, is that not the idea of consent? It's like, you and me, this is cool. And th- this it's is like what's being earlier, used like, against fucking... a lot of victims. It's that like, oh, well, if you didn't want the image to get around, you shouldn't have sent it in the first place. Shut the fuck up. That's bullshit. Like, That's a and, 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 and victim blaming is a huge part of this. It's a huge part of rape cases. It's a huge part of sexual assault cases. And it is going to be a huge part of IBSA cases. And that, to me, and is going to stunt. It's, it's because it's a part of rape yeah. culture. Let's put that in. Yeah. And what I call that personally, I call that a barrier to justice. I think if you're going to victim blame and make that person feel, the victim survivor, feel like it was their fault that this happened, there was other ways they could have stopped this happening, you are stopping them from being able to, one, move on with their life, but two, also access any sort of justice that they deserve for being harmed. It's a complete I would, I would say I would say as well, victim blaming is, 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 is one of the worst things about victim blaming or denying somebody's mm-hmm. experience or anything like that is 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 is, is or just victim yeah victim blaming in general like I mean obviously yeah when it comes to a legal case there'll be fucking investigations done and there's reasonable doubt and blah 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 yeah. blah but victim blaming and stuff like that what that also does is the 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 damage it causes by invalidating some an experience which someone has had irrevocably changed their existence in most places in most cases mm. um what you are doing by victim blame or denying their experience is is just invalidating them in a way that is 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 so fundamentally fucked up and horrible mm-hmm. and when it's done through a legal means which we've been taught is like you know the 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 the, the ultimate standard to hold things mm-hmm. to how can you or rather how do you, how how do you think that is going to affect someone on a fundamental level mm. when in the eyes of you know the laws of the land mm-hmm. they're being victim blamed or invalidated yeah and I, I i i think a lot of academics fear that if we don't use ips as well the likes of upskirting um sextortion the recording of sexual assaults and and also, remember we said deep faking? Yeah, We deep also use the term pornographic photoshopping as well. That's another term that's used. But that they won't be seen as real, and I, like, like real harms, yeah. you know, if we don't use this. Because people will just associate it with the eventual ex-partner situation. And then you will have huge amounts of victim blaming. Like, oh, will you stop? Like, get over it. That's not real, like. Yeah, that didn't actually I mean, like come on like get I think, over it i think i think i think i think yeah the, the 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 and this is this is what makes this such a messy issue and any issue to do mm. with sexual sexual abuse and stuff like that mm-hmm. is that yeah there's always going to be fucking counterpoints people are going to make to be like oh what if this and what if that and that doesn't matter really to be honest mm. because the overall net good that you're going to do is better but what you need to also bear in mind is that there's such a cultural impact to mm-hmm. this stuff and that the way to change culture is to act the way you fuck it it's cliche as shit be, mm-hmm. be, be the change you want to see in the fucking world you know mm-hmm. what I mean do, do your do your own dance your own the beat your own fucking drum mm. or whatever but like be decent mm rather than being like that thing's terrible i'm going to share all this shit on my instagram my twitter blah blah, blah. just be decent yeah do that before you do all the twitter yeah of stuff. course and that's the hope that like people 
will. will. But that's the thing is it's it's so important that there is a cultural and yeah legislative. Yeah, thing. but it's also like I think if you're really going to take the IPSA situation serious, you also have to have respect for sex workers and predominantly like the more modern sex workers now um and allow them to have their sexual expression without one blaming them for having their their content leaked two like disregarding their experiences because they've taken or allowing intimate images uh to be published online but just like that whole shaming like people should be free to like express themselves you know sexually or whatever Mm. and you know being blamed for your abuse like that's a that's their business like essentially that's their livelihood and to have so many livelihoods ruined and feel like they they can't actually explore their sexualities the, the fear that they're going to have it leaked or then be criticized by wider society i i really do believe that like all victims even even sex workers should be treated equally and I, what i'm finding is that you're having like a lot of people being like yeah like that happened to me but like that sex worker like mm. i mean they put themselves out there i didn't put myself out there like they put themselves out there like while it like you'll mm. have some victims yeah i just really don't think that's helping the situation i think all victims and all victim survivors are on the same playing field here they all deserve to be treated equally and i would really hate for any jury to disregard the case of a sex worker because they are a sex worker. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's I'm really scared of seeing that, and I feel like this digital history thing is going to be huge in the future. And well, it's that's the whole flaw with the digital history thing, or like, I mean, like the 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 the, the question I would ask is when someone is put into a case into a case regarding shall we say rape um or sexual abuse or anything like that is Mm. their sexual history taken into account repeat that again for me if if someone is going to be going to court regarding like sexual abuse or rape or something like that is their sexual history taken into account oh a lot of the time it can be yeah um that's a whole other fucked up bit of the law. I didn't yeah. Know. Well, I did. I probably assumed. Yeah, that was the case, I mean, so. Like, no, but what I mean, what I mean more so is that, like, in 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 in, shall we say, every single case. I can't say for certain, but I know a lot of the time it is used against victims. Like, if you've had lots of sexual partners, like, and the and the prosecution i feel like that's something i knew about and was just blocking from my brain uh, sorry the defendant's party can find that out asked. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah it can yeah, be yeah, used yeah. like it shouldn't be used as evidence but so like, so it can be. so what we're saying here then is that the issue is rather more to do with the perception of sexual abuse rather than or not the sorry, but there's a wider issue of the perception of sexual abuse. Mm, yeah, you could. Yeah, there is totally, like totally. And again, another theorist to look at there is the the I was telling you about this, the Liz Kelly's continuum of sexual violence. It's definitely one to look on. Um, how all forms of sexual violence are linked inherently. 
Mm-hmm. They're all linked. And it's definitely something to look into. And that's what I do. Can you define sexual violence just in case some people don't? Yeah, I'll get a definition up of that. I didn't, I don't know. No, that. no. Well, I Me? mean, in your own terms. In my like, own surely, terms? I, mean, I, could, I could fucking, you know. You did, uh, the, you did the thesis I don't on trust I myself of. to kind of, you're putting me on the spot here. I can't really, I don't really trust myself to kind of give it the definition it deserves right now. Because I'm wasted. Um, that's understandable. Like, to let throw some terms over there, it's <coughs> obviously unwarranted. Well, think about the term, think about the term, the term violence. Unwarranted, kind of, un, I don't really, I, I don't, I, I, I can't, on the spot, I can't think. My brain's gone too much. Unwarranted is probably the word. Yeah. Unwarranted. If you were to, I don't know, for me, at least in terms of the way I, 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 perceive it and maybe it's too muddy a way to perceive it because it allows too much deviation in terms of definition but it's any form of provocative or sexual act performed on someone else without their consent yeah i would agree with that term that's that's just i mean i know that's probably not the correct term but that's how Mm. i'd Mm -hmm. conceive of it at -hmm. least yeah no i I would agree i agree with that you know as as you explained it to me there before we started recording like if if somebody slaps your ass that could contribute down the line to somebody being raped because it's the idea of it's the idea of um the normalization and the making okay of that Mm -hmm. sort of action which yeah. makes someone think that the worst action is, is also Yeah, okay. so if we saw, like, sexual violence and um, whether digital or physical mm. on a time scale of, like, 1 to 50, you'd obviously have different, like, the way Liz Kelly explains it, you'd have, like, I hate that word, but, like, she says, like, the more mundane versions of it, like, a slap on the arse in your local pub. You yeah, know, a I bit of cat calling on the street. Like, they all go on Quot- different levels. Quotidian, perhaps, would yeah. be a word. I mean, w- I don't ever believe that, like, one person's experience. Like, I've had people say to victims I know uh, who have experienced if, <laughs> oh, but sure, like, at least you weren't raped. Now, that's, you see... It's like one person's experience... Is incomparable um, to yeah else's. exactly and i don't think we should be placed in different forms of violence and how they affect other people's uh, as a like a it's not fucking top trumps like yes and no there's i fall on both sides of this mm. okay so there there is a heart there needs to be and there is a or at least in my opinion there is but there needs to be a hierarchy of things like sexual violence and sexual abuse and stuff like that purely um purely because of the legal realm yes purely because of the legal realm essentially because the thing about it is is i mean kind of because of the legal realm but also because of the fucking like 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 the 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 reasonableness realm Mm -hmm. in terms of there is a difference between some guy who's badly socially adapted touching someone on the shoulder or the arm yes. or whatever the fuck versus some guy who knows exactly what he's doing uh-huh. raping someone. Of course. And like, so so there's a difference mm-hmm. in that, but yes. there is there is a also a fundamental difference between the way people experience these things. So yes. if, if you experience it as terrible, then yes. that's like, you know. 
And Liz Kelly's not asking for like, oh, someone who like slaps someone else on the arse to be locked up at the same kind of criminal measures as someone who assaults someone. You know, it's not... Oh, no, 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 yeah. that's... Yeah, this Just is in a, case this... anyone listening thought that that was yeah, the case. Yeah. That's not it, but she would believe that these are all they entirely linked. And they contribute yeah, to a culture. Yeah, exactly. a culture, for sure. And, but I would... No, I, that was more so... That was more so me kind of saying about, like, I get that you don't potentially agree of with course. the hierarchies. And they're slippery, but they do need to exist. They so do. They, they do. And that's what she does, like, agree that they are existing on a scale... But they enforce each other. Does that make sense? The continuum they enforce each other. Well, that's what without we say about the cultural the thing. Happen, yeah, yeah. You know? the, the cultural, the cultural yes. thing then comes into so, it. So without the slapping on the arse, the assaults wouldn't happen, and mm, that's what mm. she believes there because they're so inherently linked. If we can eradicate the lower forms of them in the future, we can maybe eradicate the the ones upwards, the scale. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, we can eradicate that continuum of them enabling each other. Um, but th- th- there's a lot of factors that will contribute to that ever happening as well. But that's that's another interesting theory, I think, in terms of like the terminology and the, and the academic background and theories to these issues. Um, there's a lot on it. You could go. You could really go on for days. You could do a whole we'll, podcast on this, we'll, like we'll, you know. We'll probably put a source list if we can yeah i totally um, will or we'll attach like an e- a, a separate pdf mm. or something like that but yeah so there's a lot and the, like i mean there's different perspectives to this i'm coming from more of like a feminist legal perspective just because that's what i've based myself off of there's other perspectives on this as well but i think the best way for me to understand why one this has happened to how it happens and why it's still happening and how it can be stopped is f- is from a feminist legal perspective, um. But there's definitely lots of interesting theories on this as well. There's one um particular article is the economies of reputation by Langlos and Slane. It's a couple of years old now as well. It must be about five years old. But they talk about the Is Anyone Up website, mm-hmm. and basically it talks about how image based abuse will not be eradicated until the market for these types of images is eradicated because one capitalism but two the market for these images is so strong and people are willing to pay for these kind of images because of fetishes and kinks mm-hmm. and um people are willing to exploit people for these images as well because they know there's a market out there and they can make a quick buck off them and until that stops you won't get people stopping one the publishing of these website servers when they know that there's a market out there for them i and which i mean i think i think i i it's like which will which will end first i don't know Uh, wish i fucking knew the answer to that well no it's a horrible thought though it's a horrible thought that like no matter what we do to change society's views there will still be a bunch of there fucks. will still be a market but this is what i mean about i think i was talking to you earlier about this is when you have a society and an economic system that is that mm. i'm not gonna go on a whole capitalism thing here i'm just like when when it's endemic within people to say number one i'm all right jack um I've got what I need. I got what I yeah. want. And number two, 
to say to have something endemic in them that they have to exploit other mm-hmm. people and see other people as lesser this is the other important yeah. thing is to other people so to have to have a whole gender a whole gender be viewed as lesser while also doing a massive amount of labor unpaid labor that's that's vital to capitalism's mm. working is things like gender binaries and racial binaries and stuff like that but particularly gender binaries because yeah. you you have to have the woman the wife at home doing the dishes and looking after the children doing all of this unpaid labor not getting any kind of recompense for it and being seen as lesser while all the while doing all mm-hmm. this so that's some bullshit <laughs> it is yeah. and 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 that's what but capitalism relies upon that yeah like and you need to like this is just what i mean is that like you, you, it, how are you going to get rid of that market for it mm. well i think how one of the reasons um we will be able to do that is if we how do i explain this properly overthrow capitalism well yeah okay so why are these images being sent ronan's going for a piss that's why no <laughs> These We're going to take a slight pause. These images are being sent because men are trash. No, I'm, I'm take 30 <laughs> seconds to pee. Being if cut. That, give me a sec. <laughs> oh, he's going to go pee. The bear's running through him. Yeah, so, sorry. What I was saying before Ronan went to pee. There, we will cut that. But we'll, cu- think... we'll cut me going to pee, yeah. but I would like to, to, to put it out there that, like, this is... He's allowed this, pee. Th- no, this is Kira's episode. Like, I, um, Kira knows far more about this than I do. I can talk about certain stuff, but, like, I'm taking it... I'm taking a back seat here. So yeah, I think one of the ways you can stop that market is if you stop the obsession we have in society over naked bodies and sexual images and images of sexual nature. Does that make sense? Like for if sure, we are, sure. if we stop sexualizing bodies so much that they are a point of shame. Like if my boss gets sent a photo of me naked and he's like, nah, don't care, and I don't lose my job over it. There's going to be no market. For images like these I don't, to be I kind don't, of blackmailed against I, people. I, mean, I, uh, see, see the I know that's a bit of an extreme view, but if you're like, if you're talking about how are you going to stop that market, like the sense, the sensualization of like the naked sensationalization. I can't speak of the naked it's a body. Hard word. Um, of the naked female body as well. Like look at Instagram, like body, yeah. blocking nipples and shit. Like if that stop stops. You know, you you will have a lot of like blackmail and extortion, and now, like it'll stop. It will, yeah. Now the problem. There's nothing to shame people. So, the, so, so, just my argument on that, or my thought upon that, is, and it's just something kind of fundamental to my being, and that's the reason I suggest it. It's just like, yeah, they're doing their own thing. They're enjoying themselves. Why not leave them to it? Mm. Which has a certain level of like, which is a certain level of like, supporting other people, um, but also a certain level of like, respecting other people. If you see what I mean. So when I say that, I mean that in terms of like, that's the way I think about. Like that's why I'm fucking body positive or whatever. Mm. I'm like, everybody's different. Do your own thing. Mm. Everybody looks 
every kind of way because that's just how the fucking world works no harm no good no no reason to fucking tell anybody to do anything else because what the fuck do i know and i th- and i think it's it, it it should be the same thing in terms of yeah the, the images of the naked body thing is that like it should be a case where if you see someone's naked body you should be like you know what fair play good job mm-hmm. so if your boss sees a picture of you naked they just be like I, this isn't my concern yeah. basically this yeah. is this just is not this is their private life it's not my concern exactly rather than oh dear this is going to Im- implicate the company because really the only reason it's going to implicate the company is because it's like a, a collection of, of 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 sexist patriarchal capitalist yeah um ways of thinking yeah. really so so um, and this is the reason I say about the fucking anti-capitalist stuff is that like you know it's just that these ways of thinking have been imbued upon us mm. by a, a certain way of you know it's about universality it's like it's fucking I just I just think that it's easier to rather than trying to we need to fight these things in general culture um, we need to fight these things in general culture and everyday culture and all that kind of jazz but to change the universality to something in which human wellness is put before private profit hmm. seems to me the quicker way to remedy these sorts of things. Hmm. I'm not saying we should, I mean, this is a big fucking issue, but you need to bear that in your in mind. As I've said before, if you are someone who is against this kind of shit, there's probably a very good chance you're against a lot of the other shit that is to do with this system in which we Uh live. Uh Because stuff like this is, I mean, uh, yeah, again, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Um, This is not everyone's cup of tea either. Like, I mean, even in the past couple of days, I've seen people, some of the stuff they said, like to me as someone who's kind of very, open to letting people freely do whatever they they please yeah i have seen a lot of comments of like oh well you know you got yourself into this mess or like "Mm, anyone got any links to the nudes Mm," you know oh yeah not to call out anyone particular on twitter but um oh i was about to there no don't Um, do it there is a particular person from trim who's probably not gonna listen to this anyway but fuck you yeah you're probably not gonna listen to this but also yeah fuck you like i I get that you were trying to be (laughs) edgy and he got doxxed he got doxxed he got got fucking doxxed so enjoy that your boss or i don't know i don't think his boss will i don't even think they'll care but well they might though this is the thing he's not in college anymore but um basically your facebook page has been leaked now on Twitter under one of the most popular tweets about this issue in Ireland right now. So chances are you're probably going to get like a load of hate mail or like your ma or something's going to get a screenshot sent to her. So okay. good luck with that. You were an edge lord and it backfired on you. Fuck you. Um, I will. I usually don't support doxing, but this is one of the few instances where I somewhat tacitly support it. Yeah, you literally just asked a victim of image-based sexual abuse who talked about how suicidal she was for the link to renewed. So, fuck off. Not like, cool. <laughs> anyway. Moving on swiftly. Yeah, moving on swiftly. Individual. Like, I mean, there is a lot of people out there who believe that and it's like, it's your own fault. Well, I'm sorry. We have so many instances where victims are not at fault. In my opinion, none of them 
<laughs> are at fault. But there is specific instances where the victim hasn't even one created the image themselves or sent it. And to even fucking try and blame that person for what happened to them, you can go and fuck yourself. And I think one of the uh, one of the more prominent cases again will we'll talk about in a few minutes mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. Dara Quigley. And she's not at fault for what happened to her. So to even fucking try and say that any victims like of this abuse that, that they're at their fault, you're not understanding this issue. You're not won't understand consent properly, but you're also not understanding that this isn't just people taking pictures of themselves and sending them to people or putting them on OnlyFans. This is a wider issue than that. So that's why I think you treat all victims the same. You don't just say, oh, you got yourself into this. Or you should have sent the photo. Or I just hate all those takes on it. I just hate that. As, uh, yeah. and It I, is ignorant. And I understand people don't understand this issue probably as much as me and, and some other people. So I get that there is going to be I, people I with those just, takes. I would just, I would just like, like the, the, um, before we go on to the, the, the Derek Wigley thing, I would just say, like, in terms of that, uh, as as someone who's experienced um uh sexual abuse related stuff um the 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 experience of people telling you again like like i said about already like Mm. like the experience of people um saying oh no well you know you clearly shouldn't have done this thing yeah all that does is just add more guilt onto the victim yeah. That doesn't do anything to make them be like, oh, yeah, you're dead right. I shouldn't have taken that picture. Yeah. No, it doesn't change the fact that someone took that picture and then did something nefarious with it. Mm. The person took the picture and did something nefarious with it. The person who took the picture is is is, is not responsible for what others did with that picture. It's yeah. like saying, like, oh, well, clearly the person who created the knife, the gun, the blah, 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 yeah. is guilty for what this person did yeah. with it. No. Yeah. Don't be so fucking... And I know that's a really reductive example, but still, mm-hmm. don't be so fucking stupid and naive. Yeah, and I think, like, victims also, like, should be able to decide, like, who they feel is to blame for it as well. And, I, like, I would always take a victim-centered approach on that. But, yeah, like, my own experiences with stuff, like, I've, I've had people tell me that, like, I don't even deserve to be upset over it because like they were all over their situation but I wasn't. Yeah. So I didn't deserve to be upset over it. Yeah. Also fuck you to those people. <laughs> but like I second I'm that. allowed to fucking be upset when I fucking please. Like and if I'm over it for 10 years and it comes back to me in a traumatic memory I'm allowed to be upset then as well. Who are you to tell a victim that they should because like the rest of society is over it. That they, that they have to just deal I think, with it. Like. Yeah, and I think and I think that lack of uh, that lack of empathy is something that kind of results in things like the Derek Wigley case, really. Like like mm-hmm. like, like I mean, do you want to give a quick abstract so on what the I'd like Wigley to case? do before we get on to Dara's case, because obviously I, I do want to give it the time it deserves. But I think before we talk about again what has happened in the last three days I'd like to give a little timeline on this IPSA issue in Ireland, okay. if I can. Like a brief timeline. I tried to do one of these in my thesis, but again, like I said, it's, it's just, there's not a lot out there. Mm. So, you know, I'll start with this smartphone. So what, let's see, Apple's iPhone kind of came out around 2008-ish. 
and that was like the one of the first phones to have like a camera mm-hmm. now like you can't escape them like you'd be lucky to find a phone without without a camera now it's i don't so... think you could really but yeah <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. I think even the like Nokia, you know, they they remade the, the still have they the, remade the, the block the and it has a fucking yeah, camera. Yeah. Like, I mean, it wouldn't be the best quality, but it's enough to take photos. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you, we went from like cameras being like a, a luxurious thing your dad would buy to take a picture of you in your communion, like yeah, and yeah. upload the SD card to the fucking dodgy laptop or PC if you know and dial up and you know. And then we went to like taking a million photos on a night out. Like, God, if you went through my old Facebook profiles when I used to go to like junior discos, I'd have like Zango's part one. Yeah. Zango's yeah, part, part two. two. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, and <laughs> you'd have all that. But like smartphones just like a little blip. They just became like. Well, the or- the orders of magnitude to which you could both consume and produce media wow, it was were, were unreal. Were, 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 massive and nobody i think expected this like when eu laws and the the rome treaty and stuff were written i don't think anyone sat down and like predicted oh my god one day we're gonna have this happen like it happened with cameras it did don't get me wrong we obviously had digital cameras for a long time as, before we had as smartphones. With, as with most societal problems, I think you can trace it back. Yeah, to, you can. To, to I the mean, lack, the lack of people who watch I that have specific heard, scene mm-hmm. in Jurassic Park. <laughs> your scientists were so preoccupied whether or not they could, they never stopped to think about whether yeah. or not they should. And I mean, I I keep saying I mean. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't people, even mean to put levity on that. Like that quote is very relevant. Have but. argued that Marilyn Monroe is one of the first victims of revenge porn because not revenge porn, sorry, of image-based abuse, or not even just that, oh, just a non-consensual had, she, sharing of images yeah, she, because the Playboy cover she was on yeah. was a non-consensually shared image of her by Hefner. I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, and, and a lot of people would say, like, she was one of the first victims of it. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian was a victim of yes. image-based abuse. Like, her porn was leaked without her consent. Now, a lot of people say that, like, drove her career. But that doesn't mean that Kim wanted that to happen. Like, and I, I and she hasn't been interviewed. She has been interviewed saying that, like... Radio did that, like, but she didn't agree for that to come out. No, obviously you will have people saying like, her momager did it. Like at the end of the day, you were living in society I where women I were still I, backlashed against for having any sort of sexual freedom. I yeah, don't think, I mean, I think her I think, mom I, I, leaked I, I, it. I think, I think, I mean, the the problem, the problem with something like Kim Kardashian is that it you te- you te- you te- you remove with someone like Kim Kardashian, you remove the the element of um of kind of like the, the 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 personal touch shall we say is like there is a possibility that like kim kardashian knew that might be good for her mm. image etc 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 but the thing about it is like when it happens to someone on a smaller scale mm. it, it is just different if you know what i mean yeah like, of course like, I, um... I think i think i think marilyn monroe is like an example where yeah that seems more likely because you have mm. to creep mm. whereas like I don't even know who this Ray J guy he is. He was a rapper but... who was like going out with Kim. But on the Kim topic, I will also like to mention that her husband did make a nude wax model of Taylor Swift to put in a music video where he made oh, it gross. look like him, Kim, Taylor and loads of other people had a big orgy in bed. 
And that, while not deep faking or sexualized photoshopping, I suppose you could say it's like sexualized wax creating. I don't know what it is. You see, this is where this is where you get into the kind of. But the, that is image based abuse. Like Taylor never consented for her like naked image to be put in a music video where it was like implied that she had a massive orgy with all these celebrities. Yeah. A lot of people say that they implemented revenge porn slash ipsa against her well this is but this is the thing i suppose is like it's where how would you say it's like it's 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 about the it's but it's the the it's where the intent Hmm. um, it was malicious comes into it exactly yeah yeah yeah. so so like if somebody did that but it was i don't know meant to be fucking a piss shake out of like you know if like fucking south park did it or something and it mm. was like kanye west and kim kardashian and all these other people you know mm. but there was beef going on between kanye that's exactly what kim i was gonna say yeah, Taylor, yeah 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 so, at so the there was time, definitely malicious intent at the time it. there was malicious intent he knew it would embarrass it, so, her yeah and so thus i think it falls under the the auspices of Ipsy. yeah you of know? course, her being like um, America's sweetheart and stuff, and him. All well, that was around the same time as 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 there was the, all that shit going on between them. Right? Yeah, there was like proper beef, and he said in one of his songs, it was like uh, that song famous. It was like, I think me and Taylor might still have sex. I made that bitch famous or something. That yeah, was the yeah, lyric. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like there was all that going on. But yeah, we're going on a tangent here. So smartphones and like I mean Ireland. I think I got my first smartphone in a little little. God, I would say 2012, 2011-2012-ish, be fair. I wasn't one of the first to get it, but like, would have been around. Yeah, it was like everywhere, like, and image sharing applications. So I just get the specifics up for you because I want to try to do this somewhat correct before I start mounting off. Um, Image sharing applications on? No, just where they develop so social media um let's see let's have a look so facebook we'll, we'll start with facebook so facebook started in 2005 and their photo sharing feature arrived in 2005 as well obviously that was to do with, like you upload on the sd card and stuff but that was with no restrictions and you could tag people so there was what, plenty- at that early stage yeah so imagine now someone uploads your nude image and tags you on facebook you can't block it. You can't do anything. Because they didn't have any of these like content moderation features in. Yeah, okay. So you had that. I think then in 2011, they announced like photo DNA. They've gotten better. They have. They've had a few cases. There was a massive trial. Um, MM versus BC RS and Facebook Ireland. There was a massive trial. A Belfast girl basically took Facebook to court because they had a feature where you could take down an image of abuse an abusive image mm-hmm. and uh, her partner at the time sent an image i think of her via messenger into a group chat so she contacted facebook and said look this is what's going on like i need to get this image removed blah blah, yeah. blah. and they're like yeah send us the url you can't send a url on messenger no yeah so the yeah. facebook had no way of taking that photo down on the messenger application she oh, took them to court okay. over that because they've they, they didn't have the policy for it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they have a few things now. You've heard of Facebook's new AI where you upload your new image to Facebook and they will scan all of Facebook and if you ever have an image 
published of your naked body, they'll take it down immediately with their AI. That's a new technology they're working on. Wait, so you send them a You nude. send them your nude. I don't like that. Don't be, yeah, people don't really like that either. There's been a lot of people against that. But that's one yeah, way technology like is being prompted as um, a solution. Send us your nude so we can make sure nobody gets your nude. Um, <laughs> Zucky, we just there like. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that at all. I don't like that. At all. Yeah, but um. But then YouTube came along. YouTube, after Facebook. YouTube, you have after Facebook again. Same shit. Or similar time though, surely. Similar time, no? two thousand five. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Facebook was two thousand four, but uh, YouTube was the year after. Um, they have like policy like Google. After the Google Spain case, which is a big case um, to do with the right to be forgotten in the EU, mm-hmm. Google's been pretty good with their takedown and stuff. And YouTube, I mean, yeah, YouTube hasn't been the worst. Like, I think years ago, yeah, you would get some dodgy content there. Their live stream function, live stream functions are, are dangerous as well yeah, with yeah, this. Yeah. But yeah, the only problem with YouTube is that they still rely on people to flag content. Yes. So yeah, that's not good. Reddit, you know... Reddit um, has a whole load of problems. Reddit was where the um, Celebgate happens. Um, so they've cracked down big time since then okay. on a lot of stuff. Twitter have, you know, as well. You've Tumblr. There was a lot of porn going around and adult content on Tumblr for a long time. And they introduced, I think it was 2013, they started restricting it and the safe mode was uploaded. And then in 2018, they made the decision to ban all adult content with explicit posts being flagged and deleted by algorithms so a lot of sex workers weren't happy about that no no and of course if you're using a platform like that you know but thank like i thank god a lot of of people a lot of people who paid money to those sex workers who weren't happy about that Uh, something to tell us there (laughs) i got fucking plenty to tell i'm gonna tell you here um yeah so and then you've instagram as well again a lot of these um Instra- okay so just just the thing to do with instagram and maybe this is the other side of this image-based sexual abuse thing that could like potentially become a a a, a bad side of it mm-hmm. is the fact that like as we've seen with instagram is like a lot of women yeah um particularly particularly plus size women mm-hmm. um who aren't even like a sexual account in any way who are just plus size body positive women get shadow banned by Instagram. Shit. Now, I feel like there is a potential for if legislation and stuff like that comes in. And it is like this isn't like, you know, I'm not like this is the reason we shouldn't do it. But what I'm saying is if you have something relating to image based sexual abuse coming in, I feel like it would give a justification to a lot of these shitty websites like Instagram just have more grounds to fucking shadow ban and ban people outright from mm. these spaces that's just an aside I policies definitely do have to be watched with these because um, a lot of them uses use them as a, yeah they use them as excuses yeah. to, to to you know be tyrannical upon people rather yeah than, but they do rely on a lot of like um user reports which isn't great you know when you have a big leak or images being posted like the problem is if it's posted on a site and it takes I think Instagram, there was a lot of revenge porn slash Ipsa being posted. Oh, Instagram's terrible at responding um, yeah. to shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And over the lockdown, there was a lot of a post on Instagram and apparently people were waiting about eight days to two weeks for a response from Instagram yeah. to take down photos. Sure, by that time, your photo has been screenshotted and probably shared around the dark web. Well, this is it, yeah. It's like... Uh, yeah. like it's I not mean, great. Yeah, you're never going to get it quick enough. No, you're not. fucking preempted. No. And then obviously Snapchat is the big one with 
I mean, screenshotting really became a thing with that one. Yeah. And the 24 hours and the disappearing images. And yeah, obviously, it, it notified you, I think, when someone had screenshot your image. I don't use yeah, Snapchat it, anymore. I don't really know about it. But yeah, so that would happen. Um, But like there is bypassing apps and modification apps you can download on your phone to stop that. So like you could still record people or yeah. screen record or whatever. Um, and then Snapchat don't save copies of snaps after they are opened and if never opened they are deleted from servers after 30 days this makes it difficult for the police then who are collecting evidence as was seen in the case of Aliyah Palmer in 2017 who had images of her sexual assault circulated on the app she couldn't get access to them because um, Snapchat don't save the copies so she had no proof that had actually happened like even though there was a video and that's what a lot of academics are looking at as well as like technology can actually help in a way some sexual assault cases because it can prove that that they actually were assaulted mm. you know when people deny the rape it's like a but it's the level of permanence yeah of course it's like it to be should the apps like keep the con- it's 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 a very messy but this, one yeah this is the thing and then you get into that fucking freedom of information and data yeah and, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and like the thing about it is, is yes your phone is being constantly surveilled by you know whoever the fuck you you know they probably google and others and others and others like that's mm. i've got a friend who works in cybersecurity who 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 i got a buddy um <laughs> i know i got a friend that works in cybersecurity that that tells me about this stuff and like the fucked up thing about it is that like if 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 you could if you could access the knowledge of private companies a lot of these issues would probably be very cut and dry <laughs> because they'd have all the video and audio recordings from these situations yeah so that's where so it where, do gets, where do we where do we want like the, you're giving that power then to private companies i think though. one of the quotes i have in this is that I'll get it up. You keep talking. It's actually very interesting. No, I just, I, I, I mean, I didn't have much more to say than that is that it, the weird thing about it is like if you, if you, you know, if you're talking about like the, the, the videos on Snapchat, mm. for example, not being kept for more than 30 days, then you get into that realm of like the ability of private companies to abuse the data of yeah. individuals and also to then be able to use their sharing or not sharing of certain certain images the company's sharing or not sharing of certain mm-hmm. images to either incriminate or exonerate yeah. certain individuals that's just yeah. just from so, my perspective that's where it gets kind of messy and fucked up so know? rachel mckinnon argued that uh internet service providers have replaced states as sovereigns of cyberspace that was what okay. I was looking for. So they have vast power over online life and subsequently need to be held accountable Certainly. alongside state legislators for the sake of public, public interest. So that yeah. kind of, yeah, we will get on to that in a minute as well because I do think that's very interesting. But on the timeline, so yeah, smartphones, social media, they've played a massive part from, I'd say the year 2000s, more so for me, my experience, 2010, but I would say really when we look at it and the fact that we had digital cameras and the ability to upload photos, mm. let's say from Facebook's current 2005. Yeah, I think 2005, definitely. It's like, it's like, you could go back. Yeah. But digital age, say 2005, till now. But it's really a, a, yeah, ramped up. camera phone became yeah. accessible. So in Ireland, I could be wrong here and I'd love if someone could 
point this back further i'm sure there is an instance of it but the one that stuck out for me as the like the first instance of this that i was exposed to and said what the fuck and that is wrong that is so wrong with slain girl and so many people and i hate that fucking nickname but that poor girl like like and that situation in Slain in 2012 I think it was do you want to explain do you want to explain Slain yeah so Slain is a massive concert that happens not really annually it's kind of like bi-annually like every two years like Slain in general is a very big music festival music venue yes was Slain Girl not at a particular concert it was at I think the Eminem concert of 2012 so yeah, Slane is a big concert venue and and, and, and huge. It's a huge. You get like fifty thousand Guns N' Roses and Eminem and Foo Fighters, I think, and 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 the Rolling Stones and so on and so on. But anyways, yeah. So that was my first instance. So the situation there. I'll just try to get my little thing. Yeah. So in twenty thirteen, during an Irish concert at Slane Castle, a seventeen year old girl had a substantial proportion of the internet cast aspersions on her over a non-consensual sexual photograph taken of her in a sex engaged in a sexual act yeah so yeah this was 2013 sorry not 2012 and yeah unfortunately i think someone was walking by so she was she was you know she was having an intimate moment with someone else and someone was walking by and thought oh my god that's fucking gas i'm gonna take a photo of that and post it online Mm. and ireland being ireland being such a fucking small place as well people were very quick to find out who she was what her name was where she went to school all her details yeah you know and she was completely slutching like she was known as slain girl but like at the time like this like image-based abuse issue was complete phenomenon like i mean the thing there was no agreed definition for either i think i think and this is this is this is where like you just with I think slang girl is an interesting thing because you 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 look at whereabouts that was on the timeline of like how socially acceptable it was for anybody to take a fucking video of anybody you know and be like oh this is hilarious I'm gonna put this up or I'm gonna send this to people this is gonna be real funny that's just around when it started to be not only accessible for people to do that, but mm. also acceptable for people mm-hmm. to do that, where people were looking for situations and circumstances where they could record it and be like, this is going to be hilarious. This yeah, is going to be viral. Like, yeah, you'd have people being like, oh, body and soul girl, 2040. Like, just people trying to, like, replicate what happened to the same girl as well. Like, um, you know, and, like, you Google that and there's still articles up there over and the poor girl, as far as I know, ended up in hostel from trying to commit suicide. Like, like, it was unsurprising. Yeah, it was fucking awful what happened to her. Like, and I, I think that was one of the first instances of like the internet and social media having the ability to kind of abuse, exploit, and create victims, and people using those to abuse, exploit, and create victims. Mm. Um, but yeah. It's complete. It was completely. She was completely slut shamed in her decision, and you know you had people voicing their concern that the victim went vi- uh, viral, but for different reasons. You had people obviously concerned for the girl, but then you had people being like, "What is the world coming to?" You know, 
that people are doing this out in public so you had like kind of a split there can, as well yeah, i mean the thing the thing that, i mean this is kind of what i was trying to get at a second ago was like like you you if somebody hadn't recorded that that was just a bit of good fun that two mm-hmm. people had mm-hmm. and i think this is the core to like age-based sexual abuse is that like if you were that guy who took the recording of yeah. saying girl for example why do you think it was any of your business yeah and then the second thing is why does anybody you know and this is where it comes into the cultural things mm-hmm. number one why did this guy think it was any of his business and number two why the fuck didn't somebody you know anybody who saw it be like yes that is you know potentially rather funny but also why the fuck did you take a video of somebody mm. giving someone else a fucking blowjob because you can guarantee as you were saying if people were like oh my god what is the world coming to that shit definitely happened at Woodstock that shit definitely yeah. happened at the Isle of Wight festival in fucking mm. 1971 uh-huh. or whatever it was that shit definitely happened at fucking literally any other festival if not fucking worse like you i mean know? probably they she'd probably been off her fucking face on acid or something while mm-hmm. she was doing it bit the dude's dick off as, so, as he only deserves um man filth but but yeah it was like you had like these kind of discussions on like the dangers of posting content or engaging in these acts mm. in public fuck off by the way if people want to fucking do that let them you also had like uh like discussions on like privacy and like this new trend of like sharing shocking images online mm. i remember like scrolling through facebook and you'd see like fucking jihadi beheadings and shit like yeah you don't get that now because they've ramped up their content moderation facebook have anyway so you wouldn't come across that stuff that stuff as easily as you would back in the day mm. yeah like i mean Saying girl again is another situation that highlights that it's not just revenge porn. Like, that's not... That wasn't motivated by revenge. No, no. As far as we know, but... Yeah, but even... Yeah, this is the thing. I'm very certain it wasn't. Yeah, you'd be very hard-pressed to to say that it was. Like, even... So, say even if it was, like, the the, the circumstance of that video, you put it into the the legal parameters to try and prove that that was revenge porn, even would be very difficult. Mm-hmm. This is the whole point of why revenge porn yeah. is revenge porn is such a mm-hmm. un or a, irrelevant and unsatisfactory mm-hmm. kind of yeah. term to use. So that's that's what I kinda of talk about it. Like aside from the fact that the, like if this happened now, like you'd probably can like the data protection commission would probably see it as like a, a data breach. Yeah. Th- this case would not fall like within the provisions of the recommended and, and proposed legislation. Um, especially because the victim was in public and a lot mm-hmm. of laws abroad to do with these cases don't consider you a victim if you're committing the act of like you know sex or any sort of sexual act in public okay which is because of nudity laws as well yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and indecent exposure so yeah so if that, and then another one I wanted to talk about then, because I know you know a lot more about this than me, was the UCD 200. I actually forgot about this. Like, when I was writing my thesis, I kind of forgot about that. Well, and that, that that happened. Because I don't think I was in college when that happened. Were you in first year? I might have still been in the Leaving Cert. I can't remember. I, I feel like I was either in first or second year when it happened. I, I want to say second year, but maybe I was in first year. Yeah. But what I do remember, what I do remember from it, and it was something I was talking to Kira about earlier, was, and it's something that needs to be remembered 
in particular with this Discord thing, yeah. is that you can condemn men and you can be like, you know, you can condemn, sorry, rather, you can condemn the men who participated in this, but what you need to remember is men, when criticised, or a lot of men at least, because this is just what happened with the ECD 200, because, because if you want any kind of a, a better definition of heteronormative men, go looking in the farming community or go looking for cultures. So, you know, you'll go into the, 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 the ag building in UCD and you'll find plenty of both. So it's a bastion of heteronormativity and of, of, of men being men. And what those men did when criticised or when accused of anything was to close ranks. And even the ag students who probably were fairly progressive and not, I'm not going to say not not sexist, but like probably would have sided with some of the people in and I'm not generalizing here when I say like probably like most of the people who were pissed off about the ECD 200 thing were predominantly in, were, weren't in the ag block, shall we say. So what they did, those men, was they closed ranks and said, well, fuck all those other people because they don't know what they're talking about. And that's kind of the worry I have with this discord thing is that is that is that men when criticized men in general when criticized will often go into d denial mode their hackles will go up and they will they will just deny any kind of criticism that's put to put towards them so with this discord thing what I would say is criticize the men who were involved in the discourse so for sure but be hesitant in in your de your 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 declarations towards all men, and I'm not saying hashtag all not all men or any of that bullshit. But what I am saying is that by crit by by being too generalized in your speech, you may alienate potential allies. And the UCD two hundred was that called UCD two hundred because there was two hundred men involved, or there was two hundred images shared? No, no, no. It was two hundred men involved. That right. was the reason. It was, there was probably okay. far more images involved. It was two hundred. It was. It was the UCD predominantly from the ag, not faculty, but like the the you know the the they were they were almost entirely ag students sharing images of UCD students sharing images of images that they had received. Almost entirely, almost, in, I, I, I say almost entirely because I don't know for sure, but pretty much entirely fucking privately, which yeah. makes it even more fucked I up. met someone and, in college. And what they were doing was, I just want to get this yeah, out go here on, because go, this, this is, this is part of how like fucked up it was. And, and, and I wouldn't preclude it only to ag students, but it's just the fact that I, I have a serious bias against farmers anyways for fucking class reasons and for other reasons but they basically were not only were they sharing these images around they're basically rating them being like you know oh she's a fucking she's a top bird she's a good ride blah blah blah, blah. giving like ratings and stuff in Ugh. this in this in this, this this group that they had um and the thing I mean, the thing that disgusted me most was that I had a couple... Well, I had one mate in particular who was in it and I kind of tried to mention it to him and he kind of joked about it. And I don't know whether or not that was because he was involved 
or because he genuinely just didn't give a shit because that yeah. was but what I got the impression of was that was the general feeling within the ag crowd was it's not that big a deal these people are making too big a deal out of it fucking feminists yeah, 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 yeah. And this is this is my thing is again like like I said a second ago, but like it comes from both sides. It's like don't don't alienate allies. Yeah. But and the and the reason why I say don't alienate allies is you have to come at this with like a softness because you're not going to it's e- it's easier. It's easier to be a man and to be sexist. Mm-hmm. or to totally. be bigoted or to be just generally shitty like because yeah. it, it's, it's just not as common that you're going to get called out on it yeah and I like I, I do think like for men who are sorry I'm eating chocolate as well also just it's you're in a wrapper but I do feel like for men who aren't like as heavily involved in these issues it's not and the, I've, I've met a few who like may have been on the other side of things until they met me or other people and um they find it hard to kind of involve these kind of opinions but like if you give them time so they can like read up themselves and teach themselves eventually they will come around to your level yeah but i do think you have to give people time you can't expect people to be as like educated or as passionate about something as you are in this moment but that's not to say they won't, won't ever be but don't push them away because they're not at that the level you want them to be right now. For sure, exactly, and I think, and I think this is this is this is a, a, a part of it is like a lot of a lot of you have to you have to accept the ignorance in order mm-hmm. to encourage the education. Yeah, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the thing I always think of, and I think I think it applies to men in relation to feminist issues personally as well is that um there's that guy who he's like he's like a blues musician and then he did loads of work with the kkk and white nationalists and stuff like that to like uh convince them to to change their views basically recant and stuff and he one of the things he says is that like the reason you have something and he and he deals with racism specifically but i think it's the same concept really with most things is what he says is that you have ignorance of something which and we you have ignorance of something and we and we and we fear what we don't understand Hmm. and we hate what we fear yeah so you get that like Mm -hmm. the the progression of it essentially where you 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 don't understand something you're afraid of it and then you become hateful towards it and then you potentially become violent towards mm. it and i think and i think it's the same you can apply that concept to almost any kind of a belief system in that i think it's the same with men when it comes to feminism is men don't understand it a lot of the time and then when a lot of people are like saying a lot of people are, are telling them should i say you know this is what they mean by saying oh well clearly what feminism is saying is that because you're a man you're a piece of shit and they yeah go, yeah yeah fuck them and then you get all the other bad shit <clears throat> yeah. from that. Yeah, totally. Like, you, you get the cunts on Twitter making fucking jokes. Yeah, exactly. You get those pieces of shit. Yeah. But yeah, so UCD 200, definitely, um, that was that was one that was, that was uh, topical at the time and then it kind of 
it just, just blew, blew away. It blew away. The thing, yeah, it, um, it, 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 it disappeared. That wasn't really as well known to people who weren't interested in this. Was the Irish exposed slash what? Claire McGlynn, she described it. She just outright described it as the cum shot case. I I don't like that term. I find that icky, but. Um, Irish Exposed, I think, was the name of the... Yeah, so basically, right. So this case was non-explicit personal Facebook profile pictures which were harvested and reconstructed into sexual images by a perpetrator who emitted their semen onto printouts of the photos and re-uploaded them to a global porn site. So, this is another form of Ipsa that doesn't fall under the revenge porn term. Um, but it is an attempt to exercise power of the person in the image. This case is definitely not likely to fall under, like, any of the proposed law. Because um, I, I think in the case of the Irish exposed cases, like, the perpetrator was unknown to, like, most, if not all, the victims. Because um, they were, like, they were taken by people the victims knew. And the images were copied by people the victims knew, but I think when they were printed out and came on, it was it was perpetrated by someone they didn't know. Strangers oh, on the internet. Oh fuck! Okay. But what freaks me out about this case is the fact that one, I think the majority of them were just plain, normal, smiley Facebook, LinkedIn mm, style they were photo images. Photos, yeah. One or two of them were of the girls in their school uniform, which is just disgusting. And um. Yeah, I, I mean, it happens to people where they just they just have images of themselves up in, like, really nice, appealing outfits and they're looking well. And you will get people taking those images and saying all sorts of stuff underneath them. And, and mm. the fear is, like, you, you have... You, you can't even post fucking selfie without the threat of someone taking that from your private Instagram, posting it on Reddit with your full details and address, and then some weirdo shows up at your fucking door. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the problem with posting any kind of an image as a woman. That's not that's one of the reasons I kind of stop posting fucking selfies. Like, mm. I'm terrified mm. of that shit. Like, that fucking freaks me out. I I don't know what I'd do if I found out someone had printed out a photo of me and like came on it. Like, no, but it doesn't even need to be that. It's like though, turning an that... image that's not inherently sexual into something sexual. You can't escape the thing, it. The thing, the thing you have to realize with that though is there is a element to which online forums and stuff yeah can take those images and make them. They can sexualize them. Yeah, essentially, and that in itself is a is a is a is 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 something that that, that needs to be looked at. And and I don't know how you're gonna fucking fix that personally because i think the thing about it is you can't you can try and encourage decency on a cultural level but to try and make this is the whole issue is that like i i know a lot of men and i i you know i i've i worked on building sites um i studied masculinities for the last two years of my college education it's something that highly interests me and when i say men are trash that is said with every hint of seriousness and also every hint of like you know not all men all that shit but also men are trash like 
they've been brought up in a society that's encouraged them to be not 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 ask them to try and check any of that or to try and interrogate any of that and told them that it's okay to be that way essentially mm. so the issue with something like this is it's like I know women aren't surprised but men shouldn't be either mm. because this is this is the society that that we're in like this is the world we're living in yeah I think in one of the cases of the leaks which we'll talk about now very shortly is I think one of the guys who was posting on it they were all contributing and one of the girls from Twitter was on the server I think she was watching everything that was being said and turns out that one of the lad's little cousins a photo of his little cousin got posted up and then he was like whoa 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 like stop like what the fuck oh uh, well that's it's that's, like again I, ireland being so just, small just but before like, just before just before we yeah we, we go on to the to, to, the, to the next topic i would say that is something that is inherently fucked up is because that's like an example of it yeah this thing of like oh think of if it was your 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 mother or your sister or your daughter the problem with that is it's like what that essentially and it's not that that's a bad thing to say and propagate and to to encourage people to think Mm. but the one issue with that is it's what essentially that translates to is think of it as a woman who's not a sexual object to you yeah and that that is a problem yeah like that 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 is a serious fucking issue like and yeah it's it and and for again that's like case in point that guy being like whoa 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 yeah like what does that say it reminds me of that, you know, that song, The Dance with the Devil, that rap. It's like some rap and the whole storyline of it is this guy gets involved with like these drug dealers in his area. He ends up doing some really shady shit. And long story short, like they end up uh, robbing some place, I think. And like this woman spots them and they end up beating her up and raping her. And they all take turns to rape her. And at the end your man like he, he pulls their mask off or something to see her dead body after they've raped her and killed her and he realizes it was his mother like and then he feels bad yeah because he realizes like they've all just raped and killed this woman and it ended up being his mom like the entire time yeah and this is kind of a messed up thing within our culture where it's like the only way to try and situate a woman in a situation where you wouldn't do something horrible to them is to put them in the position of your mother and actually now this is just i i this has just jumped into my head now because i was talking to a uh i hesitate to say friend because she's 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 a a, a better friend than that um but no i would have i would offend her to call her a friend because we're not but uh the we were. To- I was talking to her about this particular instance where I was talking to, to the supervisor of the electricians of the site where I'm on. I'm a, I'm a general labourer, so I'm like a general dog body. I just do whatever the fuck for the <laughs> listeners. Um, but the, the I, I, you know, I, I talk to people and, and, and the, the supervisor of the electricians was talking about his wife. Well, not his wife. I think she's his partner. And he said... Um, he said she's a cunt. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. And he and I had a very like, 
I, you know, when I'm on the building side, I try and like hide my kind of feminine side. Yeah, of course, your own safety. Yeah, well, not for my own safety, but just for the sake of getting on. Like, but but the thing was, was he clearly could see there was like that word had kind of brought out some kind of like visible reaction in me because I was like, and he was like, he was like, oh, you know, it's a terrible word. I hate to use the word, but you know, she is though, and. You know, he said, the only woman I wouldn't use that word on is my mother. And I was like, if you didn't just sum yeah. up all the problems with Irish masculinity in one fucking yeah. s- sentence and phrase. like Yeah. Madness. Like. But yeah, so I suppose like, then we'll move on to the Derek Wigley case again. So the Derek Wigley case. Yeah. So Derek Wigley case, I wanted to dedicate a good bit of time to this. Um, I don't really know where to start. Okay, so Dara was um an Irish journalist and activist, um, and she ended up a victim of image-based abuse in twenty seventeen. Um, so before I kind of start her story, I would like to just there's a quote that the ICCL um have. Mm-hmm. stated out in their Baroctus submission to um, the HHCRO 2017 bill and they said no individual or organisation has been held responsible for the abuse of Dara Quigley's image and the impact it had on her mental health and right to life and I think it sums up the, the situation uh, quite good um, so yeah so in 2017 Dara she had had some issues in the past with drugs but she was a recovering addict mm-hmm. um and was which just yeah just the phrase recovering addict you could classify quite a few people in that like uh, there's vast waves of the yeah. irish population mm-hmm. that could be classed as that just mm-hmm. just as an aside because when it when a news story like that comes out and they and they say they had problems with drugs it's like if i died in the morning they probably put that in the news report about me as well yeah you know yeah i like i mean totally normal situation i think we all know someone who has had problems like that so well most people in ireland yeah. have substance yeah. abuse issues so to say so, to yeah so just no i just putting that as an aside i know that was like very much yeah. pushed during the the, the media yeah thing it was it like was. Say, you know she had problems she with had her problems. mental health and she had problems with yeah. drugs and it was again it was trying to invalidate her, her experience exactly yeah. you know it's it, it's totally not relevant but dara she was as far as i know in college and she was writing quite a bit on her own blog she had been doing a bit for broadsheet.ie she had done a few articles for have you ever heard the dublin inquirer yes yeah so she's done a few bits for them they're really cool and some of the the stuff you sent me actually ahead of this episode from the dublin inquirer yeah yeah. and she her her work is still up there and it's very interesting i love i loved reading her blog i have to say she i only read her stuff a couple of times but what i read was very good like it was very good yeah. you know and she definitely was a ballsy activist she was the That's one that would get say. out yeah, the street yeah. she, she, she'd get out there and she was fucking involved heavily involved in it so as far as i know she was in in college and doing her bits and unfortunately i i believe she may have relapsed and then was on the process to recovering but in 2017 she was detained under the Mental Health Act 2001 for walking naked on a Dublin street. And her mother, Eileen, has called this a psychotic episode. Yeah, that's, um, yeah. Yeah. 
and you know this wasn't like something Dara would do all the time so of mm. course it's 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 not in her character so after her arrest by the guards they detained her and someone which we now know as a member of Unguarded Shiakana mm-hmm. who would have had Swine. access to the CCTV control room in Pierce Street he then subsequently um, recorded the recording of Dara's arrest um, off the monitor and shared it via WhatsApp and it was shared 125,000 times before it was eventually taken down and I, I can't remember the exact messages in the WhatsApp group but like you know how things go on WhatsApp yeah, it's so easily imagine. shared and like to not even think as well I don't know whether he was someone who arrested her or whether he knew of her arrest but either way like he should have they should have had the responsibility and the care for that individual to not go and further their harm. The amount, I mean, as an aside to this, the WhatsApp thing in particular, I have been lucky enough not to have to be in a lot of WhatsApp groups, but I'm in a WhatsApp group now at the minute for the job I was working on the last couple of weeks. And I mean, it's not, I haven't seen anything particularly bad. I've seen some stuff that's, bad enough not not to do with ibsa i mean i mean in terms of like jokes and yes. memes and stuff like that that are like should not be get, being well in my opinion probably shouldn't be being circulated in any kind of a public forum mm-hmm. but also shouldn't be being circulated within a work forum yeah so you can see the the again it goes back to that that uh continuum of sexual violence thing yeah it, it it's the sharing of stuff that is like inappropriate but then people don't seem to see that there is a an elevation of these things yes um and my mom would often say to me like you know dad would she'd see some of the stuff that got shared into the group chats that dad would be in for work and she'd be like you know very shocked by it and now admittedly mom is she's not a she's not a prude but she wouldn't be as like as liberal as some people would yes admittedly but even so she has a very good sense of what is and isn't kind of appropriate particularly when it comes to you know the sharing of of images of women and stuff like that so yeah this is something that it it it, again it's that it's that continuum of sexual violence thing it's the fact that like this thing getting shared around a whatsapp group and getting shared around loads of it you know that there was just loads of lads that were just like oh this is fucking class oh yeah look at this isn't this funny or isn't this this or isn't this this and and it being normalized yeah we know the motivations behind the the reason and one of the reasons as to why that Dara's image was shared is because it was inherently sexual by nature and we as a society find naked bodies you know we find i i guess we find them they can be embarrassing we can we can find them shocking and you know we're like oh look at that like oh what the fuck you know and 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 you're gonna get reaction a lot of it's from based people. around the male gaze. Yes, as well. the male gaze and being able to share something which they find funny. The rest of us don't fucking find funny, but they find like funny. Mm. And I find Dara's case again, like we talk about revenge porn. Dara's case was not revenge porn. It wasn't motivated by revenge. It was motivated by a guard who seemed to have thought that this was fucking hilarious. What had happened to her, and yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. So Dara, uh, after what happened would have went down to the country i believe um for a few days rest and to recover from you know what had happened to her which was just awful she didn't know about the image and then 
it spread around and again Ireland you know it she was easily identified mm. and a few days later after the CCTV was shared uh, Dara did take her own life and her family and I fully support their belief on this believe that the 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 reason for this was because of what had happened to her a few days prior yeah and as as evidenced in reading most of those um most of those things that you sent to me like the resources and stuff which we we should probably put a a, maybe a link yeah or something on it for this episode for people if they want to do further research because as as is the case with any of these episodes it's an encouragement to go and do further research like don't take what we're saying as the bible truth like it's not always going to be well, it's our opinions yeah. and our and we're ta- we're extrapolating from these things. But from um the the what's it called shattering myths, the Cl- Claire McGlynn one. Yeah, shattering myths and lies. There's a lot of testaments in that where people talk about feeling actively suicidal or yeah. feeling like their their trauma was constant and never yeah. ending. And you have to, you know, it's not a not a not that much of a leap in logic to say that in in the case of Dara, there was. A, a, a very stark responsibility on the behalf of that guard and on Gardaí Síochána in general and none of them have been held accountable. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, you know, um, there's been, a, I think it's Sarah Legison is the academic who did a, she did a qualitative study on the mental impact of image-based abuses and uh, most, if not all, the victims she spoke to felt like something had been taken away from them that they could never get back which a lot of sexual assault victims feel as well like yeah. something has been taken from them and yeah i i believe that, that that dara more than likely felt that way as well so the garcia Kana ombudsman commission gsoc underheld an investigation into this and they confirmed to the irish times in i believe 2019 that the guardy accused of sharing the footage was not going to face criminal charges. Yeah, so so just as an aside to this, uh, it just beggars belief for me why the fuck anyone lets the guards do their own internal inspections anymore considering we've already seen within the case of like Maurice McCabe when someone tries to draw attention to stuff that is wrong mm. on, on any level with the guards they close ranks and they look after themselves so if you're expecting those fucking pigs to actually um, oh sorry if you expect the members of Angardi Shiakana to uh, correctly investigate themselves and expect the Garda Ombudsman to do that like just like this is the problem with any of these kind of investigations or, or looking for any justice like this is it will either be protracted and drawn out and delayed for as long as possible or in the case of the guards they just close ranks and say we're not going to do anything because yeah. we're the law so we're not going to uphold the law when it comes to us mm-hmm. yeah and 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 you know dara's family are obviously extremely disappointed and annoyed at that yeah i've um, seen her mother is quite active in extremely this extremely active and fair play to her she is fighting for her daughter's legacy to not be this and not only that fighting alongside many groups especially the iccl yeah for this to never happen to anyone else again yeah so yeah so dara's family stated that the video being released was deeply hurtful and the iccl who work with um dara's mom they believe that the accountability for the use of Miss Quigley's data and the effect it had on her mental health and right to life remained elusive. 
The Data Protection Commissioner also confirmed that they believe that Miss Quigley was the victim of a data breach. Um, but again, we haven't seen any prosecution on that. Yeah. Um, and it also for the ICCL, like they raise a lot of concern about um the data that's co- continuously captured by public and private CCTV, and the potential it has to expose marginalized victims to ridicule online. Yeah. Um, as as is seen in this case, and you know the legal protections on the retention, management, and oversight of CCTV. Uh, especially when intimate, intimate situations and images are captured, you know, it's it's it can be abused. And Dara's particularly abused. particularly amongst in that case with the CCTV and stuff, particularly amongst the homeless community. And yeah, the, the, it's abuse of redistribution and it's without the subject's consent. Yeah, um, it's like we shouldn't be allowing people to just walk into like data control rooms and be able to just swipe CCTV like that for a fucking WhatsApp group. It, there was another um I, I think you remember was it um her name is going to go for me now but remember a couple of years ago I think her name was Jackie and there was an accident on the M50 and unfortunately she was decapitated and remember there was, I was images actually, I was I was is this the one that was near the 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 Taller Road no I'll just find out for you now um because I'm fairly sure it was Jackie Griffin. Um, she died uh, on the M50, Finglas M50 side. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I was actually working with a guy over the last couple of weeks who was like, a, not a first, like he, he he was training for the ambulances. So he actually was like one of the first responders yeah, to that situation. Yeah, a friend of mine who is in the guards in Finglas is also um, a first responder to that. Yeah. But the problem was, it's like you had people getting out of your cars, taking Snapchats of it. And yeah. what he said was like, no one thought of taking their hoodie off and maybe just covering her up. Like people just, the first instinct was, oh my God, captured up for Snapchat. Well, this... And we believe that Jackie Griffin is also a victim of image-based abuse. Yeah. While it's not sexual abuse, hers is a form of image-based abuse because her situation was exploited for the entertainment of some sick individuals. Well, this this is this is where it comes into that societal problem with the level of voyeurism that is take is 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 partaken by the general person in their day to day but yeah. also encouraged to be taken by the general person in their day to day like to the idea of i mean on a much more benign scale like the 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 idea of taking a video of someone when they're like passed out asleep drunk after pissing themselves and fucking yeah. they're in 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 bits or gotten sick all over themselves or something like that i never understood what was funny about taking videos of that yeah um but maybe that's just cuz i'm not you know down with the kids yeah but, but i never understood why that was funny and yeah. i think that kind of level of again it's like that continuous sexual violence thing it, it it contributes to this wider this wider societal thing of thinking that everything is recordable yeah. and for viewing and for use and for sale yeah effectively yeah so that you don't think oh what's the you know who's the human behind this it's yeah. it's more so how many likes or shares am I going to get for this? Yeah. And, and it, actually in saying that, like I look back now, I've actually done that to people before. Like on a night out, like one particular friend. That, that only most of us, me. most of us have though. Yeah, like, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's fucking hilarious. But like um, I look back now, that's not fucking funny. Like The only, the only video that was ever taken of somebody drunk that I was involved in when I wasn't the person who was drunk, which is usually the case, 
um, was when I was uh, hitting a friend of mine who was asleep. Yeah. We were all drinking, but he was asleep and I was hitting him in the face with a pack of crisps to show how asleep he was. That's the only video yeah. I've been involved as far uh, as far as I'm aware I think where I, I was, wasn't the subject. I think I was involved in one and we were playing like Queen in the background, but like I still have that on my phone and you know what that's getting deleted as soon as this is fucking finished. But it just shows that like I wouldn't have ever thought that that was a form of image based abuse. But now when I look back, like if that person's in a vulnerable situation and I'm taking the piss out of them drunk, like that is image based abuse. Like, well, this is it, yeah, and it's where it comes into it doesn't always have to be done maliciously. Yeah, of course, um, and that my motivations behind that would have been, oh my god, so and so is locked and he's vomiting everywhere. This is gas. Like, yeah, and the thing about it is, then it's like if you ceased to be friends or something, then mm-hmm. in later years, and you still had that image, yeah. then it comes down to you have this person's image that then you can use to. Because I think it happened to. I don't think it was a picture of me, but I think it was a picture of a friend of mine from a couple of years ago and it happened a couple of years ago and we um there was this funny picture that we one of us had put up on our facebooks but then it was used by a bunch of people who we we used to be friends with to take the piss out of us yeah so like you know it's it doesn't always have to be necessarily the it's the thinking that it's okay on that scale that leads to things like what we've seen yeah and a lot of it is down to miseducation now i like hopefully now knowing what i know in the future will be able to raise my generation to not do that but no one raised me no to okay obviously i've never partook in image uh based sexual abuse but no one raised me to even take a step back and say oh well, maybe carrie shouldn't be videoing your friend vomiting everywhere like it's actually not really that funny like so in future it's something that i will will be conscious of in terms of not capturing every fucking moment that happens on a night out like to people like every embarrassing situation that your friends may be facing no matter how funny it is mm. um because it may be really not that fucking funny I think yeah, and I think you you're there needs to be a. I think I've talked to you about this before, Kira. There there's a there's an element to which this generation that's coming up now, of, you know, shall we say between fourteen and and eighteen or nineteen, mm. we are of a generation where we were, we were on the cusp where there was still things like VHS tapes and. The internet was a very slow thing that you couldn't use if someone was on the phone and shit. Like I don't know if you remember that. Dial up, like, yeah. Yeah. So, so we we have one foot in both worlds. Yeah, basically. it's a weird one. And it's and it's something to me at least, just from with interactions with my brother and stuff, yeah. is like I wonder how I wonder how that generation who has constantly had everything at the touch of a button and everything is viewable always all the time everything is content you know you see these people and the 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 line drawn between reality and fiction is so blurred now that like you know you see things like love island and people act as if you know you talk to someone about it and they're like oh but sure it's not you know it's 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 not real but then they treat it as if it is real and then that normalization of like cattiness and gossip and drama then translates into the real world because people think that that thing that is being presented as reality because it doesn't matter whether or not you know it's not reality you're looking at it and it's this it's this um it presents itself as reality and you're not getting any of that fucking brechtian alienation where it's like making it clear that it isn't reality it's presenting you as if it is reality and then 
people take that and say, oh, so it's a normal part of life to be catty and have bullshitty conflict with people and to cause drama and to gossip and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, that kind of conflict is not is not is not part of normal life and 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 that's why i worry about this kind of generation coming up where you know for me i remember when big brother first started coming on and so for me anything i've watched this reality tv has always been oh it's like big brother it's just reality tv because big brother didn't present itself as real life it presented itself as a a gathering together of a bunch of yeah. people from real life and throwing them into a social situation yeah. so it was a social experiment yeah you know? of course it was a social experiment bro but the the thing now is that i don't know you know maybe i'm just kind of being an, an old man about this but like is the is the is the line you pro you're a bit more down with the kids than i am here yeah. like, is the line more blurred when you've grown up with in a situation where all of this stuff was just part and parcel do you think yeah because you'd obviously you know you know you'd be working yeah. in the shop with people who'd be younger than us and all that kind of crap i think so yeah and i think like it's it's mad like there's this whole generation of okay some of them are still using snapchat like i don't use snapchat anymore but like there's this whole private story thing as well where mm-hmm. it's like you have your public story and you post like stuff on your public story but your private story is your true self and i was talking to like my boyfriend's little sister and she would say like she would post a lot of like edgy or very like intimate personal things on the private story mm. which wouldn't be socially acceptable on the public story so you have that as well but like documenting your day and your life is so vital like you know a lot of the girls in work would say like oh yeah if i had a bad day like i'll go on my private story and cry on it and stuff and like be telling all the people on my private story what happened Mm. and i'm like what but that's like it's documenting your life like vlogging documenting imaging your life yeah. is now essential to it's weird so will this i don't know will this be eradicated i don't think just yet when you have a generation of people now who are even more in tune with recording everything that happens mm. you ever see like if there's ever a car crash or anything like what are the first things people do they're whipping out their phones to record it or there's a fight in and the that, and now, now police the thing, the, thing the, the thing with that though the thing with that though and i think this is something to to bear in mind is there were always the uh what do they call them the fucking um not rubbernecks like the people that you know the people who slow down to go past the car crash yeah that was always the case. Yeah. That was always the case because people are nosy fuckers. But the thing now with this level of technology is that um, that that level of voyeurism goes from you seeing it, you going into the pub and saying, Jesus, guess what I saw? Yeah. To here, look at this. Yeah. And I was talking to you about this yesterday. I think, like, again, it's not that everything fucking ties back to capitalism, but like, if you're living in a system where people are being told that everything, you know, every people are selling their lives, essentially, you look at like Instagram influence, yeah. influencers and stuff like that. People are being told that every bit of their life is not only public property, but also that it is potentially valuable and sellable and exploitable, which is, I think, yeah. the important thing that ties us back into the IBSA thing is if you are in a 
if you are operating within a system where there's a great deal of exploitation happening anyways, and then you, you connect that into the idea of, particularly when it comes to gender, um, women being exploited for their labor in the home yeah. for years, hundreds of years, um, being exploited for their work in the home and also as a result having to be seen as lesser or else their labor would then be valued more and then they'd be getting paid for it, which, you know, we can't do that because we need all that free labor to keep yeah. capitalism working. So this is where it goes. This is where you get the results of that. This is where it bears fruit is in these things like these horrible sexist men who because you because you can't as we said last night like you can't just do the thing of like oh imagine if it was your daughter or your wife mm. or your sister is like that just means imagine it was something that you can't see as a sex object yeah yeah you need to you need to have this realization that people it goes back to that whole like again i'm all right jack yeah you know I can I I have what I want so you know I got my bit I got my picture of the fucking nudes and then I'm going to show it to a bunch of other men because you know all I care about is what I get and I see this woman as a lesser being than I am yes because I've been taught to by society like so it's it's that thing again of where legislative change and societal change need to go hand in hand mm, yeah like, I met someone in college. I actually meant to say this earlier on in the episode. But I have met someone in college and he was in a relationship with a friend of mine. Who, and they're still together. And we were talking about this and stuff. And he was like, oh, yeah, like, look this. And he showed me his phone where he had a folder of all the nudes he'd been sent to throughout the years. Oh, wow. And I was like, do you still look at them? And he's like, no, no, I just have them. Like, I just, like, they're just all the pictures I've been sent through the years. And I was like, why? Like, some were photos of relationship he had had when he was, like, 14, 15. A bit, he's a few years younger than me, so this would have been that Snapchat generation, the real, like, proper, like, sexting Snapchat generation. Yeah. I kind of just blipped through that. He would have been about my sister's age. And, like, it was just to him totally normal to have these and i was like but like are you gonna have these for the rest of your life like what are you doing with them like yeah that's i that's... think we need to have a conversation about this kind of content it's like yes okay enjoy your sexing relationships but don't keep that con- like if you have stopped talking to that person and they're not you're not going out with them anymore and they okay they may not have explicitly said to him like that they don't want him to have the images but really maybe we should just assume that like that no longer becomes our property to look at well they actually okay so this is an interesting one and this is me trying to be like i'm great but maybe it is this isn't a humble brag but this is just personal experience the last relationship that i just got out of in february or march or whatever it was i said to she who shall not be named um on this podcast even though she probably never listened to it but i said to her i was like you know i'll 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 delete all the nudes and stuff like that and yeah. you know if you could do the same that'd be sand kind yeah. of a thing i don't even know if i said if you could do the same i just said to her i was like i'll delete all the nudes you know yeah. and she went she was like oh i don't care about that and that response like it was almost an indignant response of, on on her behalf of like why would you fucking do that like i mean yeah she had a lot of strange views on things anyways and probably differed to me in a lot of ways but it was even that kind of indignance at her being like why would you even say that Whereas yeah. I was trying to put her at ease by saying, you know, because of my experiences with being your friend and you telling me about your own experiences and stuff like that, yeah. you know, I, I I thought it was a kind of nice thing to say. And I kind of do that at the end of most relationships. like. And I think it needs to become common courtesy. Like, you know, you'd, you'd say to someone, right, we're never going to speak again. Could you delete me on Facebook? Yeah. I feel like that should become 
a common thing. Like it's going to get to the stage now where we're going to need applications. So say we get in a relationship, Robin. Mm, we'll mm. use us as an example. Um, we start dating and I say, hey, can you download this app that will give me full access to your images? So when we break up, I can wipe your phone because I don't trust you to delete the images of us ourselves. So this app would like give me full disclosure that I know you have made no copies of the images. It'll yeah. tell me if you've ever screenshot them or sent them to other folders and that they've deleted. Like that is how bad it's getting is because we cannot trust our partners now to delete our image. They might say, yeah, yeah, no, I deleted them. And then they pop up years later. But again, the trust, this is where, yeah, the trust thing is something between two people. And the issue with that is there's a there's a because because this is the thing it, it it's it's not it's it never is one thing but you have that problem of relationships were already complex and messy things and people were already complex mm. and messy things before all this technology got involved and now this technology has become a part of relationships and and a vital part of that a vital part really? yeah like we were talking about with long-term relationships and any kind of a Just relationship even when in, you're in, in, in work digital age like, yeah, you know yeah. if you're working five days a week and you're only seeing your partner once a week or whatever like yeah you want to your phone and stuff is going to maintain that relationship you have to yeah and that's totally fine like i, I think people should be allowed to do that but like and I, I'm, I'm all for people if they're up for that and people should be allowed to enjoy that but the problem is like you are getting people not fully being able to enjoy that side of a relationship because of the trust issues and because people are just being dicks yeah exactly you know? and i think and I, and I don't think i don't think that it's the majority of men but i do also think that there's plenty of men who would act like they wouldn't but still would yeah. i think like because again this is the thing it's not all one thing it's not that all men are trash or all men are pigs or anything like that but also it's that there's rather a lot of them that if given the opportunity as with any of us, really, this is the thing, is like when you talk about these kind of, there's a lot of moral grandstanding that happens around these issues, but like a lot of people will just act shittily if they're not being watched. And a lot of men in particular will act shittily if they're not being watched because like as reductive as it is, um, we were just listening to a bit of Frankie Boyle there earlier and he said that like as crude a message, as crude as an analogy as this is, masturbation is like a, a summoning set spell for your rational mind yeah. as a man and i think that works both ways and that like a lot of men number one because men aren't encouraged to fucking deal with their own identities or anything like that they're just told your class keep on going and and you know it's never it's no no man has ever stopped and told you know maybe work out the fact that the thing between your legs is one of if not the main driving force behind a lot of your actions i'm lucky because i'm on prozac so i have pretty much no sex drive and i didn't have much of a sex drive before that like so it doesn't it doesn't affect me as much but for for a lot of men i had to put a joke in there to lighten it up a bit but no but for a lot of men their primary thing with their little head yeah, it is. Yeah. What is it my dad always says? Men men have two heads and they can only supply blood to one at a time. Jesus Christ. It's But yeah, look, we're going on a tangent there, but I what I just with, mean what I just mean yeah. is that like a lot of men do this shit because they've never been told yeah. to like engage with themselves and critically. Conversations are a huge thing that needs to happen, but what happened to Dara Quigley, what happened to Jackie Griffin to me really highlights home that the harassment harmful communications related offences bill is only going to protect one specific type of victim yeah yeah and yeah. it's it's not it's insufficient to like it's too narrow full justice 
and recognition for the harms and extent that Ibsit can actually go to. And, you know, like Dara should have been protected by Ireland's National Police Force. She shouldn't have been perpetrated by them. Mm. And for me, as someone who's analysed this, there are different perspectives. When I looked at policing, and I'll go into more of this now in a minute because it's a very interesting thing when we look globally at what's happened how you're, you're told like sorry I'm laughing at the dog the dog's fucking digging a hole another hole in the garden um, but you're told okay this has happened to you go to the police mm. if you knew what happened to Dara Quigley would you trust going to your police if you have to hand the image of you that was taken yeah. over to the guards would you trust them to not share that on further I don't know if I would I don't, I, I, yeah, and that speaks to something in wider society. Like, as far as in my experience now, I haven't had many dealings with the guards beyond negative ones. And I think that's probably the case for a lot of people, and particularly among working class people. Because um, I, you know, as much as, as much as I wouldn't consider my, I do a blue collar job, but I wouldn't consider myself working class because, you know, my family are pretty okay. And while I'm living in Ireland, I'm, I'm effectively middle class because I'm, fairly comfortable but most of my mates would be living independently and essentially working class and there's a sense of i'm thinking of one friend in particular where she has no fucking faith the chocolates are coming out again um, Stress chocolates. she has no faith or belief in the guards having her well-being uh at, at their hearts as far as she's concerned most most of her interactions with the guards have been hostile and particularly when it comes to something like that you know it wouldn't even occur to a lot of women to go near the guards with it because it's like what the fuck are they going to do if you already have a distrust for the guards and you know about their track record yeah why the fuck would you go to them like and the problem is and then you've no one to go to we need the guards to be able to pursue these criminal cases a lot of people are going to pursue it in other ways and we'll talk about that now in a minute and how important that is vigilante justice mm-hmm. um but for those pursuing a criminal case you need the police and it really puts you in an awful situation if you can't trust the police. Mm. And I really do think this bill is not going to work if the Irish state don't put pressure on the guards to reform themselves, to reform the way they handle situations like this and apologise for what they did to Derek Quigley. Mm-hmm. Not only, yes, the guard who was accused of doing this left the force, but at the end of the day... The guards as a whole have a responsibility to ensure that that never happens to anyone again and to ensure that they will protect citizens. So I really do think this will flop, you know, for that. Um, you think even if it passes? Even if it passes, on, until the guards apologise for what they did and promise and show, not even make promises, fucking implement results and implement education and training and resources for victims to ensure that what happened to Dara never happens again. Or and alternatively, that is the best apology I think they we, can give. We could just abolish the guards. Well, that's a conversation for another day. But yes, I think Dara Quigley's situation really hammers home for me how revenge porn is a bullshit term. Yeah, it just doesn't apply. It's, it doesn't too, apply. it's too narrow a definition. It's fucking bollocks. And it raises concern for mm. what we're actually legislating for. Hi everyone, Kira here. That was the end of the Ibsa episode part one. Don't worry, there is a part two and it's just as long. Um, 
but I really hope that me and Ronan have given this topic justice um given the weight that it has in society right now um I think it's very important and a couple of weeks have passed since this situation occurred so I will be acknowledging some of the updates in the second half of the episode but for now I'm just very happy to be able to announce that the harassment harmful communications and related offences bill has been signed into Irish law though not perfect it is a step in the right direction um, the second half of the episode, me and Ronan do actually discuss this bill in quite heavy detail. Um, and it's very, I don't know, legislatively <laughs> um, talked about. So if you're interested in policy and maybe critique some policy, um, I would recommend that episode for you if you find that sort of interesting. But um, if you don't, there there is some other interesting nuggets of information in there as well. Um, and I do think going forward it's a very important piece to listen to just because this piece of law has been signed in does not mean it will be the cure to the issue and really it'd be very naive to think that this is the cure so that's why I would recommend the the next part of the episode Um, but like I said um, people are more than welcome to reach out to myself and Ronan if they have had trouble with this and please do use the supports that are listed at the start of the episode if you are struggling with this issue. And just know you're not alone and there is help out there and uh, there is people fighting for change. So look forward to seeing you all in the next episode and thanks so much to whoever listened.